and welcome to episode 132 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev, and with me this week, there's Sheepdog, Anna, and Bouncy. Say hello, boys and girls. Hello. Hello. I deliberately slowed down the pace at which I did the intro this week, because I felt, upon listening to it back on last week's edit, that I seemed to rush through introducing the show. You get excited? Um, not so much. I, used, I, I would say the excitement was there for the first 131 <laughs> episodes. But these days, now we're old pros. Now we're up to 132. Just not feeling it anymore. Get a soundboard to do it for you. Don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do the introduction fast anymore. I want to mix things up. That old podcast saying of mix up your intro every 132 episodes. (laughs) Everyone. Yeah, it's it's well known in the podcast industry. Um, So I'm just following sage advice. I wonder how many podcasts have made it to 132 episodes. Probably uh, some do them daily. I, I have been Those reading don't blogs count. lately. Um, well, Run the numbers for me. I wouldn't know where or how. iTunes by counting. Someone can do it for us. Yeah, somebody before next week's show look at every single podcast on iTunes and two tally charts. One is has made it to 132 episodes. The other one has not yet made it to 132 episodes. And I, all I want is the percentage. My email, the guy I know at iTunes, and just find out what the average death of a podcast is. Probably having a bald southern co-host. <laughs> if, he, if he replies like episode 134, I'll be there thinking, oh, God. We've already done more than 134 because this is just numbered episode 132. We've got two E3 specials. We've got launch specials. We've got birthday specials and 24-hour specials. We're up to like 150 episodes, I should think. We did that musical episode, didn't we? That was pretty good. What musical? We sang the whole show. No, you didn't. Before your time. Mm. I, I've listened all the way through. You haven't listened time. since you've been on. Oh, God. There you go. Can't stand my voice. So it was that week off you had since I you started. Had weeks off. I'm not allowed them. Remember the week you came in and we were all dressed up? <laughs> Sombreros. Hmm. Well, I suppose sombrero. Oh, that doesn't narrow it down. Does it? That makes it at least one in fifteen episodes. Yeah. Well, he's not here this week, is he? Yeah. Oh, I was wearing glittery pants. We've got some Dr Pepper pants here. If you'd like to wear them, I, I saw them. I was I was quite enamoured by those big. Dr. Me Dr. and Sheepdog have both worn them. We've both signed them. Are you disgusting? Anna's going to wear them as well, and then we're going to send them to Bouncy for him to wear, and then we're going to give them away. <laughs> I think that's reasonable, oh, isn't it? I could wear them for a podcast recording, if you yeah. like. What we should do is, depending on how many people have got in touch with us by sort of three o'clock on Saturday afternoon, we want you just to tweet, wear them or don't wear them. And then we'll decide if we're all going to wear them before giving them away or not. Can I go first? No, you can't go first. <laughs> you had every opportunity to go can first go when last? they were in your house for a year. You can go last, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, he's had them for years. Yeah, I entered the competition. I explained it on Best Thing From. Yeah, I never didn't expect to actually get any pants. I was trying to win a PlayStation or something. <laughs> and they just came through the post, three of them. I don't really have two pairs. I'll at home somewhere in a bag. Are we going to give them away over the course of the next few years? If I find them. Every, every uh, 31 episodes. Yeah, yeah, well, we should do uh, last week then, shouldn't we? So, Sheepdog, what have you been playing this week then, little fella? Well, I want to start with a really bizarre... XCOM. No, I did I, I played that, but... Um, Pokemon. I haven't played either of them. Whatever. I, what the hell have you been talking about for the last two <laughs> years? An elaborate lie. No, um, do you remember Ski Free? No. The Windows game, Bouncy, when I played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I don't know why. Someone sent me a link. To, was it you that sent me a link to that? Or was it, I might have had an elaborate dream. 
that someone sent me a link to it while I was away. I couldn't play it on my phone, and I, I, I'd been thinking about it all week, and just forgetting to go and play it. And then the other day, I just had an epiphany and remembered that it existed, and sat there looking for it. And yeah, all I wanted to do was ski down a mountain and get eaten by a snowman. That's basically all I was looking for. Um, the first three versions I found didn't have the abominable snowman on them. I was outraged. They can't call themselves ski free and then not have the snowman ending. But um, eventually, I found what I wanted. I skied for. 10 minutes and then a snowman ran out and ate me and it was that what on earth are you talking about it was an old windows game where you just kind of skied down a mountain avoiding trees and rocks and leaping over a little rainbow line that made it was basically a slope um just trying to get down a mountain oh, i remember this you did play it. there we go and then once yeah, you got to in a like 1992 point, yeah yeah there's a browser version of it that someone sent me randomly i can't remember who did it though and um I remember playing that for years and not being very good at it and always getting eaten by the snowman, which I just assumed was the point. And I discovered you could escape it. And if you kept going, another one appeared. And if you kept going and going and going, you know, it was just an infinite, continuous thing. Um, they stopped after a while, I guess, and then you'd get them another 2,000. But also, if you went up, higher up, another 100 feet up the mountain instead of going down, a snowman would be up there waiting for you. Why, wasn't, why isn't this bundled into Windows anymore? Seems weird, doesn't it? Was that a Windows game then? I always yeah, thought it was it just was, something I downloaded separately. It must have been bundled in because yeah. it was just on there and I played it. Yeah, I don't know what made someone send me it, but... I'm going to look at Wikipedia and find out the history of this game. Yeah. Well, I sat there reading about it a little bit. There was one of these plain white Wikipedia uh, stuff. pages. worked for Microsoft, the chap who made it. Mm. There you go. But um, I'd forgotten it existed until this link arrived. I, I saw the name and my heart just sort of lit up. I was like, Brilliant. I used to play that all the time. I don't know why I spent so much time on it. Probably because I had no other games when my dad first got a computer, but brilliant game. Um, I did play XCOM, which is awesome. Sat there for hours playing it. Um, I'm definitely much further through than I was last week, but I've got there's this thing called like an Ever oh, or something, I don't know. Um, I wondered if they're like the big guns in this bouncy. Should I be trying to catch one of them or should I just try and catch everything? No matter what. I, I always try and capture one of everything at the very least. Um, because even if you don't get a huge amount of, kind of gains from the research, you can always sell the, bed, the body after as well. I assumed so it was branded. kind of relevant to the ending that I should catch everything. Is it not then? Uh, it, it helps. Mm. It helps to get the good ending if you've caught a lot and researched a lot. and made Because obviously everything improves the game for you. It's just a case of... You know, now you I know there's good and bad endings. I'm petrified that I'm going to get a bad ending. I'm just kind of... Every time I, I progress a little bit more, I'm thinking this could be it. I, I can't handle that kind of thing. It's like when I was playing Mass Effect and I knew that there was three different types of ending. I didn't, obviously, once I got to the end, I didn't realise it was that clear that I you know, could decide the fate of it sort of thing. But I... Um, yeah, just... I'm sat here at the moment thinking every time I do something, am I going to annoy a country... For the first time ever, the council gave me a C grade instead of an A grade, um, which shocked me because I've still got all my countries. No one's left me yet. But um, no, it's, it's such a good game. And I'm thinking once I complete it, I might play it again on the PC with the add-ons and just grow it a bit because it sounds... Is it? Actually, I don't want to ask because I'll ruin the end if I ask you that. But um, no, I'm going to keep playing it. I think playing on the PC, I probably won't talk about it as much on the show because I don't want to kind of go a bit bits and PCs and... Talk about the same, and I'm slapping myself around the head now. Right? Well, it's because unusual, said, wasn't it? Because I said bits and pieces. Head. It's not like the earphones are wrecking me. Right, pass me your little earphones. We'll swap them over. Oh, no, no. Um, but 
I'm using bits and pieces as a bit of a segue, although if I say it again, I might hit myself. Um, they, Ramsey plays Hearthstone all the time, doesn't he? Never heard of him. Constantly. Now, I thought I might have a look at this. I was actually installing StarCraft because um, I sent off the winning prize one. Anna just shot yeah, she a looked look at me there. Um, <laughs> I say I sent off, I packaged it. <laughs> Told him I was sending it, then didn't. But Took it will be sent. Um, but then I remembered while I was doing that that Kev told me, obviously, that you can play the first 20-something, whatever's for free. So uh, I, I downloaded it, a bloody massive download. And um, while it was going, Hearthstone was there, and I thought, oh, I'll download that and all while I'm here. Um, I didn't really know anything about it. I'd never read about Hearthstone before. I just knew it existed. I knew it was a Blizzard thing. Yeah, I knew it was a card game, but I didn't really know anything more than that. I thought it was like one of these things where they make up their own world and, you know, it's just a card game and nothing more. Um, Once, I mean, I played StarCraft first, we'll talk about it in a minute, but after I'd done that, I had a go on Hearthstone and I didn't realise it's just World of Warcraft characters on cards, isn't it? And you have a (laughs) battle back and forth with the cards. I... (laughs) Reading about it while I was sort of starting it up, everyone says that it's really easy to pick up and you end up getting really addicted and you love it. But it just... Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. It kind of... I don't like the fact it's random, randomised cards. You don't get a choice of when they come up and that sort of thing. So I know there are tactics to it because you can decide when you're laying down your cards and what you're doing with them and things like that. But I don't... I expected to have kind of control over here's my hand. I can see all the cards I've got. I can lay them down when I want. I can trick them or whatever. Whereas this is kind of very much at the moment, I've got a blank hole. I get a card. Oh, I can't play that one yet. I've not got enough mana. I'll wait a few minutes and see when I've built enough mana up. Here comes another card. Oh, great. That card gives me two cards on my next go. Oh, look, now I'm attacking the the other card player. I'm wondering if it needs me to play it a lot more to get into it. I expect it to kind of either love it or hate it from now, but at the moment I just think, meh, it's not really a game. It's just kind of a, the computer plays the game. I have a limited impact on how much it can do, but there must be more to it because, as I say, Vimes has been playing it for about six months, hasn't he? Might be wrong. I might only have seen him tweet about it once, and in my head he plays it every second of every day or something like that. I'm not sort of criticising him for that. I just, in my head he plays it frequently, and it's a loved game on our forum. But I, I, don't know. I think you have to be a Warcraft nerd to be properly into it. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's obviously not aimed at me because when I started up, it was doing the whole kind of, there's other ways to fight a battle and that sort of thing. And I thought, oh, okay, whoops, it's a World of Warcraft thing from Blizzard, shockingly, you know. But um, no, StarCraft, that surprised me because I always assumed it was kind of, I knew it was Aliens and I knew it was a strategy game and I haven't, I've seen about it a lot and I know there's like a big deal with the esports and that sort of thing, but I hadn't ever played it. Um, and I just assumed I'd start it up and it'd be, oh, aliens are attacking. I thought it'd be a bit like the, um, when the, I think it's the screen, is it, in Tiberium Wars, whatever they're called. I thought it'd be a bit like them, just, oh, aliens are attacking these cities, kill the aliens. But when I started it up and there was this redneck giant behemoth person wearing a space suit, looking rock hard, they're all talking about the wars they've been in, this sort of stuff, and all these ships and everything. It, was, it looks amazing, it's such a cool game. Um, I had a feeling I'd like it before I sort of got it from little bits I'd read, but I played the first three or four missions of that. I think the last one I played, you had to last 20 minutes while you just had a constant attack. Um, I, the game tricked me a little bit. I think I got rused by the storytelling, but they were counting down and I had 17 seconds left until the people, whoever it was, were going to save me with this artifact I'd picked up. And my base was completely overrun with monsters to the point where... 
all that was left was like one um, like little sort of ore refinery type thing and the artifact and everything else had been completely destroyed. And then this ship comes in and saves me with a second to go. And I kind of thought, is that my bad base planning? Is that the fact that I was really, really bad at the game? Or is it just programmed to completely over? Because it wasn't a cinematic scene or anything. It was just my base was going boom, 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 one by one. All my people were dying. I literally had one thing left. So I'd be interested to know. I don't really want to replay it and spend 20 minutes of my life just finding out whether that was good writing. But I really was into the suspense there. I thought I wasn't going to make it. If they'd have literally turned towards this damn thing a second earlier, I'd have been out. That would have been it. I'd have had to restart it, which would have annoyed me, to be honest, because obviously 20 minutes I had to play. It was a timed level. But um, no, it seems really cool. I, I like the fact that it has the interactive bits in between the levels. So you can kind of click around and learn about the story if you want to. You can watch the news. You can read stuff. You can have a conversation with your friend, that sort of stuff. You can buy stuff, buy extra abilities. Um, I think games like you know the Red Alert franchise, you know Command and Conquer in general, could have learned a lot from this. They seem to have looked at other games and learned a lot from other games that aren't as good, and they're making really stupid decisions, in my opinion. Um, whereas if they'd have kind of took their IP and copied this model as much as they could, it would have been amazing. Um, so I will be playing this a lot. I imagine I'll become the XCOM StarCraft corner for next week and whatever else I pick up. When but, you say amazing, there, I assume you mean amaze ball. Now that's in the dictionary. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I saw that totes and yeah. some other one. There's various ones that have made it in, but amaze balls was amaze balls was my personal favourite of all the new ones that's gone in. When I was at school, they told us that if somebody ever tried to uh, blow up Corriton, it would wipe out most of Essex. I think we need to. Yes, we do. Yes. I just. I hate the fact I'm I from there. I was so angry when he was telling me things. That programme has ruined England. What programme? Shall we? Never heard of it. Because it's never on, that's why. Yeah. It's on like ITV4, isn't here. it? Like, right. in, it's not on YOLO's in the dictionary as well. Ugh. Humble brag. Humble brag. I want yeah. to smack Apparently people. a humble brag is when you slyly boast about your exploits on Facebook. That's a humble brag. Binge watch is now an actual word. All by itself. Neckbeard is now a word that's in the dictionary. Um, instead of saying crazy, we now say cray. cray. Just cray. Not cray cray, just cray. Depends how crazy you are. Well, um, adorable is no more. It's adorbs now. Totes adorbs. Yeah, totes adorbs. Um, and yeah, that brings you up to date with new words, which I expect to see littered for our books from now on. Um, so yeah, those four are what I've been playing. Um, I don't think I'm going to bother with Hearthstone. I might just uninstall it. Um, I, I assume there's some sort of multiplayer I can play other people on at it. It must be, surely. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Why is it pushing me through this arduous... To teach you how to play the game. The, you have to do the first one. Maybe, maybe that's why it doesn't seem to have any kind of depth. I'm like four tutorials in. Maybe there's a bit more after that. The next Sorry. one, maybe. I need to pull my socks up. He's <laughs> <laughs> there going... That's because you were talking to him from about four feet away. The microphone but wasn't picking you up. My feet were cold. So did you play through the whole thing and place people at it? <laughs> yeah, you had a good... See, because that's what I'm thinking. The tutorial is off-putting. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to spend my time playing StarCraft. If I get time before next week, I'll finish the tutorials and go further. I don't want to sound like I'm being really flippant. I wasn't expecting to get the full witches of the game. Um, my wife was kind of asking me to put the kids to bed and stuff while I was playing it. and I'm not trying to blame She's her. She's cray. But... No, I won't be on if you use words like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're the four things I've been playing this week. Uh, generally a good week. 
Bounty hasn't played anything according to the running order because he didn't submit it to the show for pre-show vetting. Well, that's because I needed to make sure that all of the games I was going to be playing were appropriate and didn't contravene any uh, rules. So um, the now edited down list contains three games, uh, starting off with a purely family favourite Lego movie video game on the 360. I've gone back to it. Um, I played it all the way through when it came out, completed it in a day. was very, very disappointed in it. This sounds a bit like a humble brag to me. No, uh, no, it's not a humble brag. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's these totes and maceballs. I would say that uh, it's just average. Uh, I wanted to go back because my kids are visiting a lot over the holidays. And Bounties when I'm in moved... prison for anyone who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everybody knows the situation. Uh, so when I moved out, I left all the family-related games for them to play on because that's what you do, isn't it? So here, I've pretty much not got many family games at all, but I spotted Lego Movie Game for a tenner, and I thought, well, they played it through. They like the Lego games. I might as well get this. I had Lego Marvel on Xbox One, but I hadn't got anything downstairs. I picked it up, and we played it through on my profile, which had no achievements. I said, we'll just we'll play it through together. We'll try and 100% the game in a week, which we started this week. And playing it back... There's some brilliant moments of design, but the majority of it is just really badly put together. If if you want to just go to a specific place, it's really hard to just play a level. I don't want to have to run around for ages trying to find the right bit to stand on to play a level. That's silly. I want to play replay a level I like. Why not just have a menu where you can push start and choose a level? It, it seems insane. Um so yeah, I, I'm actually finding myself getting quite angry towards the game, which is bizarre because it's supposed to have been simplified so it's easier for kids to get to. And I think what they've done in simplifying it is taken out everything else that makes it a normal game. The, the gameplay is the same. That's, that's fine. But then you've got the fact that if you actually want to replay levels, you need to jump through 27 hoops stand on your hands and juggle your feet. That's, that's just ridiculous. So my kids have been playing the same two levels mostly because they can't find the, the other levels to go on. And well, I just Batman's thought, in it, so that means it's awesome, doesn't it? Well, Batman is in it, but yeah, then... It's awesome. But then so is Superman, which then brings it back down. And, and also, so this week, obviously, I've been a bit riled up by the Detective Comics comics thing, which I still don't understand. <laughs> It's just making me angry every time I look at it. And I don't know. I, I, I How have you not have... seen this? Pre- this I mean, this is been... New 52 around the time yeah, all that happened. Yeah. I've realised now, looking at it, I've seen this logo before, but it never occurred to me that they were actually using it as a, a big thing. You know, like here it is on the front of a comic, Detective Comics Comics. It, it either means that DC doesn't mean Detective Comics anymore. No, it's just DC, isn't it? Yeah, but it, that's not what DC is. DC is Detective Comics. But these days, it's just DC. No, but it's not, is it? That's like saying that Washington DC is just Washington DC, as opposed to District Columbia. It's not. It, it's not on. <laughs> and so now, even Batman, who is the original detective from the Detective Comics, essentially, I look at him and I think of DC, and then I think of DC Comics, and then I just want to punch something. And so, so Batman can't be played with anymore. So I've been running around as a ghost instead. 
because that's the, mo- the second most useful character in the game. Which is silly. Yeah, I'm looking at this. It was Detective Comic- Comics Inc., but now it is just DC Comics that they're known as. That is the name of the company. Oh. There's, there's no abbreviation in there. It's DC Entertainment or DC Whoa. Comics Inc. That's just even stupider. Because, <laughs> oh, well, anyway, it's not the point. Um, I, I just, I looked at it and I just, it makes me cross. So playing a game through, I've realised that while it is suitable for kids, and it, I mean, it definitely is, the gameplay itself is not too difficult. If you actually want 100% it, it does go out of its way to make that a ball ache. And uh, so that's a bit disappointing. Um, they, the kids really want to play the South Park Stick of Truth because they saw it <laughs> on the side. And they were like, oh, that's, we'll play that. And my oldest, obviously, he knows what South Park is. He's a teenager. It's fine. Uh, he's aware of it. His friends talk around the bus. I haven't let him watch it, but he, he's seen it. But my youngest is like, oh, that looks great. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, you're not playing that. Mm. So, And that, I found that quite interesting because, obviously, South Park is one of those things, much like Family Guy, that are attractive to kids being a cartoon and being a bit naughty. And then the game itself, well, I don't know whether we talked about it before, but it did seem to sort of aim itself at teenagers more than it did the 18 crowd that it's kind of supposed to be played by. And uh, yeah, so I've had to move that out of the room, which felt like a bit of an unnecessary censorship to take a game out of the room, just so they're not t- seeing it and thinking, hmm, fair enough that. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm sort of slowly building up the collection. My oldest uh, wanted a game that's going to challenge him, so I've given him Walking Dead Survival Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ask what type of challenge did he? I basically told him uh, if he gets past the petrol station, he's to tell us what happens next. <laughs> he, he can come on the show and be a special guest if he manages it. He won't. It's not possible. There's nothing after that point. They know no one will bother playing beyond it, so they didn't bother building it. And he's flabbergasted, he's blown his world. <laughs> yeah. uh, there he is, look, groaning. Uh, Yes, yeah, so um, so yeah, I don't think you'll get past the tutorial where you just slap that zombie repeatedly and it doesn't <laughs> die unless you hit its head. I think you'll just get stuck on that for ages and then go off and do something different, like reading up on new words in the dictionary. So, so yeah, so I'm kind of going through now and getting some, some more family-friendly games. And uh, this week I noticed that they'd put uh, Pinball FX2 onto the Xbox One which was out on the 360, I think. I can't remember where it came out. Was it Zen Pinball on PlayStation? They're all the same. They're both the same There's two different ones on PlayStation, from what I remember, isn't there? Yeah, something like that. But anyway, basically, the Zen Pinball one was the best of them. And it's come across, they've prettied it all up again, and any of your tables you've bought before, you can have for free in the new version, which is splendid. Uh, But it's not working properly. So some of the tables don't unlock and try and charge you, and then other ones just don't want to download at all. But it's still a free game and, and free content. So if you did play the last one, it's definitely worth getting on. Now, I've bought a Guardians of the Galaxy table just because it had to be done. Uh, well, it didn't have to be done. There was nobody with a gun to my head. I, it was just three quid, and I thought, well, why not? Why not indeed? So um, I bought that and a Titanfall map pack. And I don't know why I bought that because I haven't played a game about two months but it was on offer so i just proved the point that you give a stupid man 10 pound credit which i got <laughs> this is uh now tv was added to xbox one we talked about a little while ago you have to pay uh, five a month to access the stuff you used to be able to have a sky go so they were doing a free trial 
So I thought, well, I'll start, set up the free trial because then I'll be able to report back whether it's worth people paying the fiver to access the content. Yeah. Only the free trial didn't give you the five pounds worth of content. It just gave you the movies pack. And if I wanted to have the entertainment pack, I still had to pay the extra fiver. It was madness. I had to pay five pounds as part of a free trial to see if I liked the service. All right. Well, what's the point of that? It's like the movies section of Sky Movies on Demand is the worst part of Sky. It's the bit where you get films that have been out for six months everywhere else. It's the bit where you just you look at things and think, oh, I could be outside throwing a brick at a swan. And instead, you end up with, oh, would you like to watch a bit of Game of Thrones or maybe some of these or other amazing using TV series that we've got as part of the, the Sky Entertainment stuff. Oh, yeah, well, you can't actually try any of that. Not even just one episode. Unless I think Bouncy's five. spoilt by the fact that he still lives in a part of the world where video shops exist. For the rest <laughs> of us, Sky On Demand is the first place movies ever arrive. What, other than the cinema? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. In our houses, we don't have a cinema. Yeah. We're 10 miles from a cinema in the first place movies ever come up is Sky On Demand. We it's watched before three everybody. Of them, didn't we? Yeah. Three of them. I three don't have Sky anymore. I'm on BT. <laughs> Tried to cancel it and I was two days out of the It stands for bloody days. terrible. Mm. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so the only reason really I wanted to try the trial, other than obviously for the show, reviewing it, where they were giving you a chance to have £10 Xbox Live credit for free if you gave it a go. So I signed up, gave it a go. Got the credit, deleted the app, cancelled the membership. They stung me. They didn't give me the credit. And I ran you Yeah, well, I waited till I got the credit. And uh, no, I, so, yeah, I've so I... waited. I renewed it because they told you to get an extra eight hundred credit or whatever. And I thought, right, I'll renew it then. And then when I asked them where my credit was, they said, no, you didn't claim it. And I was like, well, I'm so, claiming it now. So you renewed it for more than the cost of eight hundred credit. Well, no, it was. Um, it's just, they did it. It was you had to. You got the first month free, and then you had another month, and it worked out. You ended up with about twenty quid's worth for the sake of six pound, something like that. And I did it, and then when I asked them about it, they were just like, "No, you didn't. You didn't put this code in." I said, "It wasn't a code. You told me to just follow a link on my Xbox. I did that." Oh, there's, yeah, there's there's because that's the one we had to go via a specific link, and I think it was type four slash Xbox on the end. Well, I went from the link on my Xbox, yeah. through I mean, my just, Xbox, yeah. to it doesn't all do in. The link. It doesn't do the link Ridiculous. or put in the redemption code. Yeah, I remember that offer. And you also, one of them, you had to watch 30 hours of TV or something in the month. And so some people I just even use it. install <laughs> the amp. Yeah, so it's, it's stupid. Whereas this one, it, was, it doesn't seem to be any of that. I just signed up for it, got it a week later, deleted the app because it was a big pile of poo. Um, mm. So Sky, but they also, they made, obviously they made getting out of it quite difficult. They asked me four times if I was sure. And I Were thought, you sure? Yeah, I was definitely sure. And uh, frankly, by the end of it, sometimes, you know, when somebody goes, are you sure? And you go, yeah. They go, no, are you sure? And then they go, yeah. And then the third time, you then start to think, I don't know, am I sure? This time, even on the third time, I was definitely sure. Fourth time, I was sure and angry. And then the website crashed. So I went back to check it had worked and I had to go through and get asked another four times. So um, Sky asked me essentially eight times if I was sure. And I was more sure the eighth time than I was when I first started. Well, that shows it was well worth the masking. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't worth the masking because I had to go onto a laptop and uh, sit there getting hot legs and, uh, and that was just making me cross as well. You don't have to put them on your lap. 
Well, what else do you want to do with a laptop? You can put it on a desk. You can put it on I a chair. I haven't got a desk. You've got a chair, I assume. I'm sitting in a chair. What are you going to do? Put it on the chair and then me sit on the floor? Lay on the floor and have it in front of you. Oh, what, like a teenager yeah. writing, in a, writing a blog? It's Where exactly is your laptop? You, you're using a laptop right now, are you? Yes. Where is it? On a desk. <laughs> you just said you didn't have one. <laughs> Not downstairs. I haven't got a desk. Upstairs I have. I was downstairs. Got to say, though, with the cancellation thing, when we cancelled our TV, they rang us and basically did the whole, are you sure? Is there anything we can do? I was like, can I have it for free? <laughs> like, no. I remember. Can you even match the tenor I'm paying at the moment? I don't even think it's that for a BT. And they're like, mm, not really. And uh, <laughs> we sort of went back and forth like that, where I just kept upping my amount a little bit, thinking I'd do it for fifteen. You know, that's a bit more. But no, it was too much. They wouldn't. They couldn't do it. They wouldn't and stop that- asking me to reconsider, even though I'd purely told them it was a price decision. Yeah. Uh, conversely, I was once with BT. And I was really, really unhappy with some customer service. So I said, right, I'd like to cancel my BT. And he went, okay, uh, you've been cancelled and uh, your last payment will come out on the 27th. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, I didn't actually want to cancel. This was one of those scenarios where I get all blustered about I'm going to cancel. And then you sort of kiss my ass and say, no, 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 don't go. We'll give you something for free. And you've just cancelled me. I want to make a complaint. So I didn't go through to the complaints department to complain that someone cancelled me when I asked them to cancel me. It was a very, very difficult complaint to make. I've been there. But, um, but I st- they still reinstated me and I got three months for free. So, yeah. Well, they reinstated you, BT. They reinstated me. They told me it was impossible to do that. They made me pay for an engineer to come out for a new, new, I've got a new phone number. I had the same phone number for eight years and then they cancelled it accidentally and couldn't restart it. And I had to get a new phone number. I thought number. you'd been in the same thing as me and Bounce. No. For a second then we've all been tricked into cancelling. I, I uh, rang up and moaned that maintenance stopped working and I'm like, you're not in contract. You'll have to recontract. And my wife's shouting in the background, oh, I see. Built herself destructing, have you? And uh, you could hear the woman sort of snorting because she could hear my wife moaning. And then uh, got to the point where I convinced them that I didn't remember renewing and all this, that, and the other. So they'd send me a new one. And it, oh, I just sound like such a moron. I was like, no, no, I didn't mention any of that. She was like, <laughs> oh, well, that was a bit stretched for you. She was like, the, the cool, the cool, uh, you agree. <laughs> he asks you if you want to renew your contract and you ask how much it is. And then you agree to do that. And I was like, no, nah, I don't remember that wasn't very clear we went back and forth like that well i just maintained that i i just didn't know what she was on about until she agreed to send me a new home hub sorted yeah well so um so yeah so then the third and final game this week um i've gone back to a game from last year at eurogamer just because i'm getting warmed up for the idea of going to eurogamer again and last year on the thursday i was in a queue with dr hamhock and we were playing Actum, which is the multiplayer Tron light cycle style anti-snake game. And uh, I was playing that with my kids and I'd forgotten how much I love it. Four player on the iPad, very simple controls. And the kids must have been practicing on their tablets or something because they really, really pushed me to the limit before I destroyed them. But um, if, if anyone's kind of not tried it before, I can wholeheartedly recommend it. It just gets better and better. Uh, that and Multipunk went back to that as well, which was the uh, Pong style, all bearing a battering around four player game, which is also played at Eurogamer. 
in a queue for the Wii U, I think that one was. So, um, so yeah, they're quite cool to have uh, in the summer holidays. Uh, work offline, which is quite handy. So many games nowadays don't tend to be working without an internet connection. And, uh, and yeah, you can just give it to the kids in the back of the car and they can play multiplayer games uh, while driving. Not while driving, but while being passengers. Driving would be terrifying, especially if they were playing a game. You wouldn't be able to concentrate. I find it helps my concentration to play a game while I'm driving. You say that. There was a woman nearby here who was just tried in the courts uh, for using two mobile phones at the steering wheel at the same time. <laughs> and, was she on uh, the phone to herself? I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> so, someone died. Isn't that oh. funny? Uh, she basically, you could have told us <laughs> not to make gags about it. In. So she was using two phones, didn't notice the car in front of her had slowed down, smashed into the back of him, pushed it in front of a lorry. And, uh, and yeah, and so all the way through, so it was just like, Mrs. Two Phones, she's going to be there, two phones in prison, isn't she? All right, two phones, you scumbag. Caught by the surnames. I'll shiv you two phones. They're watching Orange is the New Black, they, they only caught each other by surnames all the time. Crazy Eyes is her surname. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other than Crazy Eyes, Susan. Yeah, but, but also, just because it's a very polite American prison doesn't mean that's what it's like in the rest of the world. I would like to imagine that most British prisons are still like, I remember them from films where they're like, here, 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 old court blinder, old court blinder, he says that your, your old ma is a right fairy. Hey, hey, what are you going to do about that? Go on, go on, two phones. They call what are you going to do? Do you, want you your one, him, you want your one phone call on two phones or just the one? Hey, two phones, come on, two phones. How's your reception after your wedding? They call <laughs> If it was British, they'd just call them tooth. Would you? Just shorten what? it down. It'd be tooth or t- you get you're getting close to that joke you made earlier that made us all in pain. So let's just not go let's not revisit it. So anyway, I assume you're finished because you're doing prison impressions, which is usually a sign that you're done. Um Anna. One moment, yes. Oh sorry, are you in the middle of a game? <laughs> um you've got a very long list of games this week, once again. Could you I could. It's so tired. You've got five games on the list. Which number would you like first? The first one. The first one, uh, Rogue Legacy. Yes. Which you've been playing on the PlayStation Vita and the PlayStation 4. I have. For 20 plus hours. Well, you've got that achievement now, Mm -hmm. haven't you? You've played this terrible game for over 20 hours. What what are you? I played it for 13 minutes, (laughs) Steam told me, before I gave up because it was rubbish. You only got it last week. You spent 20 hours yeah. of the last week playing Rogue Legacy. Have you finished it yet? I don't think there is. A, no, I don't, I'd like... To, I know there's five bosses to kill. <laughs> I killed one. I just go through it and get my gold and unlock... There's like I thought there was only, like... I think it was 12, like, things you could open. Oh, like, achieve... Like, not achievements, but upgrades. But that grows and... Lots more now, and the the guy at the the castle doesn't take all my money anymore. Doesn't he? No, because there was. Are a... you still just enjoying giggling at the colourblind people? <laughs> it does make me laugh because, like, you can be gay, right? Thank you. No, it says you can be gay. One of your traits, and you like the ladies, which is fine. But then your character has a beard and looks like an old man, so it's weird. I don't. Sounds not like you. <laughs> But yeah, I like it. I've got new. I can now shout um, 
like in Skyrim, I have the shout too. That's kind of cool. There, just keep playing it and get my gold. Excellent. Number two on your list is Lego Harry Potter Years 5 to 7 on the PlayStation Vita handheld console system. Yes, I think, I believe this is the DS version that they made and supported <laughs> it. Yeah, and supported it to Vita, but it was free. I played it on the PlayStation 3 and playing it again. Just Lego. The Last of Us, but on the PlayStation 3? Yeah. But. I can't afford the, the, the nice shiny I think you're one. allowed to just not play it again. But, um, I, no, it's just like everywhere I looked, everyone was talking about that last of us and, oh, my God, it's really good. So I thought, you know what? I want to play it too. So <laughs> I'm playing that one and, yeah, I, I had real problems with the dark. I don't know what's going on with it, but we were sat there the other day just trying to figure out how to get the dark to be a bit light. So you couldn't see nothing. It was awful. Mm. We had the same problem as you, where we couldn't see. I think my problem was just stupidity and <laughs> ignorance and laziness. It's just this telly. The blacks are too black. Mm. Just yeah. I warned when we bought it. They <laughs> <laughs> said to us, deep blacks. I wish there's a world in which sometimes something you say becomes projected <laughs> into the sky. So it could just be, we spent ages trying to make the night a lot lighter. It's just, it's just a, a very nice little concept. Like, the inventor of the streetlight. That's what he thought once. He was like, ah, oh, night's very dark, isn't it? And I don't like how dark night is. I wish I could make dark a little bit lighter. And then he invented the streetlight. That's what you need to do, Anna. Get in the game. No, it's just it's the bit where, you, Craft where, you, one. where you're in the, um, in the sewer and you've got, you've got water... Oh. And going underwater, you, Sounds you like can a sales see, pitch for no, you, you can see beautiful. It's gorgeous underwater, but then you come up where you've got to go and find something. Mm. Can't see it. You have what? to like swim past it, and it just comes up with the triangle. Like, oh, there it is. But oh, so, so your problem there is you're clearly a fish. Because <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing is you're seeing better underwater in the dark than you are out of the water in the dark. Which Maybe suggests got... either a bioluminescent fungus is inside the water, thus generating a light source, or that you're not letting your eyes adjust properly after coming out of the water, and that's accuracy in the game. Because Might be wearing it... blue goggles and can't see through them. Yeah, that's, that could be it. Or maybe um, you should do that thing where you just shut your eyes really tight for a couple of minutes and then open them, and it will always seem a little bit lighter. Try that. Yeah, I could do. Ah, so I've been playing that. What's wrong with these two? I'm at the museum? No, hotel. Marvellous. Risen 3 is on your list, which I believe is out today. Was that game? You loved it, didn't you? Um, I was upstairs. I was having a poo. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Um, Anna shouted up to me, you need to come downstairs right now! (laughs) I'm a bit busy at the moment. I can't come down right now. Give me a minute. You need to come down right now. It's horrible. It's horrible. You need to come and say, it's horrible. And she just it's kept shouting. Just... She wasn't explaining. She was playing a game. She just kept shouting, it's horrible. You've got to come and see. I'm thinking there's blood everywhere, probably. <laughs> Some Something. And no, she was talking about Risen 3 because it is a year away from being finished, at least. It looks like it's been drawn it, it actually crayon. makes me want to cry because it's that bad. 
There's no collision detection. Um, The buttons don't work half the time. Um, There's no kind of feedback as to whether whether or not you've pressed the buttons. There's like a a wheel on there where you select different options, but there's no way of you knowing whether you've actually successfully selected it or not. One of them is, and you have to press the L one and press up and then move the left stick. But then are it doesn't trying, tell you if it worked or not. Are you try and press that one, then up, and then the left thing. You don't have enough fingers. So in order to improve your and to, to get health points back, you have to drink some rum. So you select rum. Fancy tried that. <laughs> you select rum, but you don't know if you've drunk it or not. The only because, way you know is because you don't die. Because normal when you play a normal game, the health bar is in the co- one of the yeah. corners. I'm familiar with health Not with this one. This is right in the corner, right down there, where no action is happening. My surf is going, and you don't... Oh, my God, I don't... I want to like it, because I like pirate games, but this one... I'm also a big fan of pirate games, as you know. (laughs) And uh, this is probably the second best pirate game I've played in the last year. I I don't want to be mean to... Is it 2K? Deep silver, it's deep one of the deep silver, silver yeah, ones, deep isn't silver, it? Yeah. I don't want to be mean to me, but it's But they've sent us two bum games in two weeks. Just, Sacred <laughs> 3 was better, but yeah. this one's just, like I've seen it for 40 quid, no, don't, don't buy it. Just Unless you're amazing. the two customers who've ordered it from my shop, in which, do definitely buy it, it's <laughs> a very good game, and you can trade in for fiver. Uh, do you remember, Anna, when we both played Risen 2 mm. and we had a conversation about it looking like a PS2 game? Does Risen 3 look like a PS2 game? It looks a bit worse. It looks like an early PS2 game, yeah. probably. They've not quite mastered <laughs> using the PS2 properly yet. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of looking for it because I, I like a bad game. See, um, Risen 2 was good. I, I could play that, but this one... I'd we'll perhaps stick it in the post for you tomorrow so you can I have a go on it. You're a game, I call it the best You've got a Risen PS, so far. You've got a PS3 <laughs> knocking around still, haven't you, little fella? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, st- um, we'll stick it in the post for you t- oh, tomorrow nice. so you can yeah. have a go on it, because you're, you're not going to go back for it, are you? I'm going to see if there's an update for it in the morning, but okay. if there's not, I'm, I'm done with it. And it comes with DLC. <laughs> but I, do, I haven't even put that in because it's just a bad Bloody hell. It's... Anna's not cashed in a DLC code. <laughs> that's that's remarkable. I don't know that that's about well, it. Are you sure no, the like DLC is not some sort of animation pack that updates the graphics? I haven't checked. Be quite funny, wouldn't it? But, um, <laughs> it completely redoes it. Yeah, if it hasn't updated tomorrow, we'll send it to Fancy. And then he no, can it's have panned online. I've looked quickly to check that, yeah, it's been panned everywhere else. Just awful. Not as awful as you made out when you made me bite well, one no, off halfway through and no. run down the what stairs to no. look at the blood. What happened was, I was playing Last of Us and you come in with that game. And I was like, oh, cool, new games. And like, but I was still just in the Last of Us mode and that looked so pretty and just yummy. And just, oh. I don't know that, that anyone's ever described the Last of Us as yummy before. You know, just I like, like mushrooms. Just like, just so pretty to the eyes. So, so you're suggesting to me, Anna... Is stare at a picture of Steve before I play the game. I've got one right here <laughs> that you can stare at. Hold on. I've got there one here. Yeah. There's a picture. I'll tweet it to you now. There's a, we were sent Thanks a book to give away on Best Thing From, and there's a picture of Steve on the cover. I help my self-esteem here, lads. Well, no, it's Steve on a diet. You're it's horrible. Not... No, it's you on a diet. Well, no, because I've got hair. No, you don't. I'm pretty sure I do. You stick that on every morning. I watch you do it. Yeah. You also played PT. Yeah. 
I played that demo. This is the thing from Gamescom, the um, the interactive trailer. It's not a demo; it's an interactive trailer. I, I don't get the it. world's first interactive trailer, it? which, by the way, it means demo. Scary. It's a demo. I don't know how it's the world's first interactive Basically, trailer. It's a demo. I, well, I downloaded it, put it on. You wake up in a room, so and then you stand up, and it's like it tells you some, gives you some like words, like the door's not real or something. So you go through a door, you go through a corridor, and you're like, okay. And then you go through a door, and then you're back at the start of the corridor. And then you just keep doing this, and weird, like, you start hearing like noises, like crying and stuff. And then like the, you go through, and the door is ajar. So you go look at the door, and then someone like shuts it. And then you go back down to the door, and you come back around, and the door's open. You go in there, there's a baby fetus that's not developed or just crying and, and something in. and like you hear on the radio about oh about this man who murdered his family and how he shot his daughter point blank and just ugh. and he just keep going around and I have no idea what to do and things are like smashing did make me jump and I got goosebumps then it, I, I didn't know what to do did you play it I looked at the advert from Gamescom and I just thought it's either going to be just screamy, bangy stuff like mm. we moaned about the other week or it's just going to be disturbing and I don't really like being disturbed. Mm. I kind of just thought the yeah, advert's enough to put me off buying or looking yeah. at that game. Um, I've heard everyone got a bit excited about what it was actually for. Yeah. Is that meant to be a secret? Because on, on Midlife Gamers group on Facebook, they keep saying... No spoilers, but I've just played the PT demo and they're all getting excited about what that's linked yeah. to, isn't it? It's not a secret now. It was it was blown quickly. But, and it's not a demo, Kev. Because it, if it was a demo, it would suggest that there was a full game. But there it says demo, game. though. Yeah, um, it's not. It's a playable teaser, is what the PT stands for. And mm. it basically, by finishing a horrific scenario, you unlock the trailer for Silent Hills. And so it's basically the idea is, or the idea is supposed to be, when they're making Silent Hills, they want to make a game that will, well, to quote you, uh, to, or to quote Hideo Kojima, he said, they set out to make a game that will make you piss your pants, and then they decided to make a game where you would shit your pants. <laughs> and he was then said, oh, do not worry that if you make a game too scary, people won't finish it. And he said, if they're too frightened to play the game, that's not our problem. And I loved that attitude. <laughs> Just mm. like, if if you if it's the game's not for you, that's fine. We're making a game for the people who want that game, which is more games should be made like that. It shouldn't just be a case of well, we want this to go out to five million people. This should be we want this to go out to the people who actually want this kind of game. So um, the idea was to sort of put you through a, a kind of a situation, and then if you can survive that, then you're the right sort of person for the game. I like Del Toro's films, The Orphanage, and. Um... Mm. Hans Labyrinth. He didn't make the orphanage. Oh, did he not? I thought he did. No, he just he just produced it. Oh, okay. So I knew he had something to do with it. But they yeah. again, they that made me. I didn't realize he was involved in it. I just looked it up online and saw his name. I thought that makes me want to look at it more because he's he is a bit random, but he's not gory, weird, and just trying to disturb your mind. He, he he's quite good at the whole thinking up mad and fantasy things, isn't he? A, mm. a bit scary as you go along. I'm intrigued now. He's in, I've just seen his name. Yeah, I mean, it's all... I mean, there's a couple of questions later on in Q&A, so I think we'll probably save what I was going to say about it till then. But I think as a kind of a going forward, this is a really exciting thing 
uh, for gaming in general, because what it's suggesting is uh, now we're at a point where it, it, not every company is just pandering to the masses. Mm. And that's, you know, the, the impact like of him in, involved in it is massive. Yeah. Thing. I mean, he was, I th- I'm pretty sure he was also involved in the evil within. Uh, if it wasn't him, it was definitely another kind of big horror director. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was, but it's, it's just, it's just cool to have people who are actually willing to put their names to a game. It, gives further credence to the fact this is now a proper entertainment media art form that people are embracing and, I, and I'm loving it. And the fact that it's a Silent Hill game as well. Should have known from the talking bag that he was involved in it. <laughs> kind of a weird <laughs> thing he uh, he would do. But yeah, but yeah, it's all very exciting. Never knew he did Pacific Rim. Yeah, he directed that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Kronos is very good, and um, the one which is set in a in the Spanish Civil War, but I can never remember the name of. Hans Labyrinth. No, uh, it's a like a school with ghosts in it. But I can't remember what it's called now. Ghost school. <laughs> I was going to say ghost school. You beat me to it. Ghost no. writer. No, because he did Kronos, and then he did that one. And I ghost school. Chronicus. There's similar name. Anyway, is, uh... as interesting as this is. <laughs> Name that film. Yeah. Um, Anna, you played some more games as well, but I Did also I? played these ones. Wow. Um, you've been playing some Final Fantasy X, yeah. which I've also been playing. I've been go- I've went back to this on my PlayStation Vita. And um, what are you laughing at? And <laughs> I'm rather enjoying it. Now I'm, I'm learning See, I told him two years it took me to tell him it was a good game. I'm... Yay far into it, probably. Yay far. Yeah. No, he's got past um, where you have to... Fought the big fat lad on the boat, chopped off his arms. <laughs> With, um, uh, what's his that. name? Big fat Seymour. lad. You have to fight that big thing on the beach when... Simpson. Oh, Sin. No. No. Anyway, big <laughs> thing. Yeah. I'm there, chopped off his arms, mm-hmm. chopped them off good. Then I learned that you can... Upgrade weapons. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Swap. You didn't realise in Final Fantasy games you could replace your weapons. Nah, I was. I did all that. None of my characters were wearing armour. <laughs> they all had the weapons they started with, and I hadn't really done any levelling up. This sounds like the first time I played. It a took game me this. about forty minutes to kill this massive monster because I was just didn't really know what I was doing. My friends came around because I told them I was having trouble with the, the final boss on Final Fantasy Seven. And uh, they walked in and I, I started it up, got to the bus. And they looked through my team just, just before and like the save point you're allowed to set down yourself. And they're like, first things first, you're level 20. You should be at least level 50 or 60 by this point in the game. You're at the end. But like, you've, you've got all the, it was like I had original weapons. I had pretty much the original magic spells. No, none of my summons or anything were particularly powered up. It was kind of just, I'd use them once and that was the, yeah. These games, I did, thinking back, like you moaned about the learning curve when you first started it and not knowing things. But I kind of forgot, I must have been about 14 when I had that learning curve. And I, yeah, my mates kind of slapped me down a bit when I got to the end of the game and it was a complete mess. So you're probably actually a pro at this. You didn't realize. You, you <laughs> imagine you've got this far with absolutely no power behind you. That's all been brains. I've seen on YouTube people have played some of these games through on the Oh yeah, now level. I've uh, now I've upgraded everything. It's easy. Yeah. Everyone's it's one hit kills on everything yeah. now. 
Imagine, because every battle was a nightmare when I, used to, when I first played one of these games. Um, you'd sit there with a bus and just be trying to figure out what you were going to do next, what was their weakness. But once you realise you can just give them the hardest weapons and the hardest armour and, yeah, hack and slash your way for everything. Have I ever told you the story about a person I know who didn't know what Pac-Man was? Yes. All right. This week, I had somebody who made me as cross as that and it's Final Fantasy related. I'm stood in my shop surrounded by gaming paraphernalia right and i'm wearing a gaming t-shirt and a hipster kid walks in and says the one line that nobody ever wants to hear from a hipster uh, i'm looking for a game you've probably never heard of it right <laughs> final fantasy 7 <laughs> jesus what? christ what what you don't keep a harpoon behind the counter for things like you know this. what I, I have to be careful with anything with a sharp edge on it at the moment because obviously suspicion is on me but um I did genuinely feel like I had, I'd gripped the counter and nearly pulled the, um, how old was he? The thing. It was about 20 and he assumed I wouldn't know. What <laughs> did you, um, about seven consider and saying said, to him, have you looked on the PlayStation store? You flaming idiot. <laughs> it's right there. You can download it for a fiver. Well, it's because we had some PS1 games for sale, you see. So he was mm. trying to buy a PS1 copy. And, Should have struck uh, it along. No, what's it about? Well, no, because I was just too angry. Don't tell me about Final Fantasy VII. I haven't played the first six. That <laughs> should have been your response. So, so I just said, I'm sorry, did you think you'd walked into a bakery? <laughs> and he went, what? And I went, it doesn't matter. Yes, I've heard of Final Fantasy. Of course I've heard of Final Fantasy. Who do you take me for? And he's like, no, well, you know, some people haven't heard of it. I was like, well, yeah, some people might not have. Your nan might not have. And somebody in the Amazon might not have. Somebody oh, Amazon app, it's all over there. Um, well, yeah, because they, they sell copies, don't they, in the Amazon? They just exactly. ship them out in cardboard envelopes. But, um, but yeah, he, he may be so cross. If, if I had a chance, I, I would happily... If I could replay my moment, if I had like, a chance to go back in time, kill Hitler, or just punch that kid in the face, I'd have punched that kid in the face. Can you do it on New Year's Eve 1999? Because I've got a second job you can do that night. Yes, okay. Thank you. You could have... Uh, I, I would have had time to find I'd have been introducing him to Call of Duty. If he's only 20, though, that would mean I'd have to punch a six-year-old in the face preemptively of something he might say 20, 14 Easy. years later. He's not going to might say that's it. Why he he grew, that's that. probably why he grew up to grow the beard, to cover the scarf, and when you did punch him in the mouth <laughs> when he was six. You've oh, got selective amnesia because you hit him yeah. too hard. He keeps forgetting Actually, what year it is. Yeah, if it was just a time machine, I'd never get arrested for that either. I would quite happily punch a six-year-old in the face if he was going to turn out to be somebody like that. <laughs> Um, Anna, you played another game. She doesn't remember. Stop hassling her. You she played The see. Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 3. We both played it last night. We did. We were in our little quarantine zones. Anna had the left-hand side of the living room with the television and the head the headphones on, but they still put the sound out of the speakers. I don't know if the headphones on. Oh, well. <laughs> that explains that. <laughs> That's why you could hear sound. Yeah. And I was sat on the other side of the room with laptop and my headphones on. I didn't have headphones on. Uh, no, I did have headphones well, on. Well, I didn't. Okay. I had headphones on in the day. <laughs> Not in the evening. I'm a damn fool and I should never have brought this game up. Um, yeah, I think that was good. You didn't. Did I? Yeah. I don't I get didn't. it. It was awesome. You just not doing much. You're doing loads. It's character it's, development. It's not, it's not for night season one. Season one was just... Oh, but this one is that. 
<laughs> wow. Get that dictionary that out. That She's just invented <laughs> Send it to Telltale, they'll put it on the box art. <laughs> the first series was... <sighs> the second series. That's fair. <laughs> I still think I don't it's like good. the second series so far. Does it, does it, is it better things. than the first two episodes? Um, yeah, I think it's starting to it. You start to pick up the direction it's going in. I'm going to play episode four tomorrow, probably because we're not. I'm not doing the show tomorrow night. So hopefully, I'll convince Anna that we quarantine the living room again to do episode four tomorrow night. But it seems to be going somewhere now. Whereas before, it was just sort of flailing around a bit, trying to decide what it was going to do for season two noisily walking around a house without making any noise but being very noisy and slamming doors but while also having to make sure you're not heard you're not doing that anymore then no you're, you're quietly walking around on roofs and not getting heard oh, god's sake <laughs> you know what and here's the thing that bugs me compared to the wolf among us in which i was running along rooftops and jumping on top of a limousine and ripping the roof open I want to be doing that in a game. I don't want to be quietly walking on a roof. I don't think a 12-year-old girl can do that. Well, well, she needs to learn. Lee should have taught her better. (laughs) Idiot. He was an idiot. Um, Yeah, I think it's quite good. And next week I shall tell you all about episode four. But I won't, because I still won't be able to give anyone any information. So I'll just say, yeah, it was good. Or no, it wasn't good. Anna tells me episode four is rubbish, because she's been looking on the internet about it. I'm not looking at being told in my ears. Again, groups, I think the midlife game where people are moaning about Who? I follow him on Facebook. The, the chickens who won't get involved yeah. in the dance-off. Don't keep on about that, because Katsuki asked us for a dance-off, didn't he? Yeah, I'm happy. And there's white noise are in as well. I don't want to embarrass him, though. We're, um, the man's in... got a DJing career to Well, we'll put him like... in his place. But Midlife Gamer, chickens, this is three years in a row now that you've pansied out because you're afraid to throw some shapes with us. <laughs> We're not throwing shapes with dancing, Kev. Yeah. Say, don't go to the PlayStation stand and just throw that giant triangle at someone. <laughs> <laughs> Launch it at the Midlife That'd Gamer team. <laughs> Um, I played Metrico on the uh, PlayStation Vita, and um, that's a strange game. I like it because it's got percentages and charts in it, and I like percentages and charts, but they move around as I jump, and it's just a bit weird. You've got to play it. You've got PlayStation Plus, haven't you? Mm. Download it. I don't know why you haven't played it yet. It's the PlayStation Plus freebie this month on the Vita, or one of them, and it's just a bit weird kind of moving in certain directions makes different parts of the landscape move. So you might move right and that makes a platform move up or down. That's going to be you might, funny, surely. If you, yeah, if you jump up in the air, that might make the platform plummet or go to the left or something. And you have to kind of work out how what you do affects how the environment around you changes as well. And then somehow try and get it so that you and said platform somehow end up in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you can get over the obstacle and move on to the next one. And it gives you pie charts. And percentages while it does it. I like it. It's weird. It's just a splendid little puzzly doodad that kept me entertained for about an hour in between. Well, it was when I fell out with Final Fantasy. So I fell out of it for a little while because um, it upset me. Actually, no, it wasn't Final Fantasy I fell out with. I fell out with Football Manager on the Vita. Um, at the start of the Christmas transfer window of season two, and it keeps crashing. It's crashed four times now. Every time I get past January the 1st, it just crashes. I have to go back and play the previous match, go through again, and it just crashes again. I can't get past January the 1st. So I fell out of it, and I was, I was in a rage with the Vita. 
So I went and played Metrico, and then I got stuck on that, which is how I ended up back in Final Fantasy. I remember now how it all happened. Um, so I fell out with two games in one hour. Have you got the Millennium Bug in Football Manager? Um, I once had a thing in January on that where it, where it turned over to the new year and there were just no games. So I got to the end of the season and just finished mm. mid-table because I only played over many games and the rest of the teams carried it's on. It's really annoying though because it's I'm halfway through the second season and I'm top of the championship with Posh. After romping League One in the first season, I've then just... Flailed, and I've not signed any players either. Maybe you broke their feasibility scale. Yeah, I think it goes back to what I said when it first came out. I apologise for that technical interruption. Anna threatened Bouncy and he hung up in a rage. Um, but yeah, the Vita version is just really easy. It seems next to impossible to lose a match on it, even to the point where my big top-of-the-table clash with West Ham, um, I just put the reserves out, a 16-year-old goalkeeper and stuff, just to see what would happen, and I beat them 3-0. It's nice. in, you can't lose a game on the Vita version of Football Manager. It's bizarre. Um, Maybe you're just so good at it, you should be that kid who's just signed for some team in the west of England at 22 and he's their manager because he was really good at football manager. I would like to do that. And I am about 22 as well. <laughs> he, he did I sign am. Up like what a, are you at? age 16, but he's been there at the same club. For I coached, I was a coach at 10. I coached Hanover House's football team in the inter-house tournament at my primary school. You haven't stayed at the same club for six years though. Well, I've never officially left Hanover House. <laughs> well, I imagine I've been I've been part of that house for nearly twenty-five years now. What, did your school not just use colours? No, we. I was in yellow, blue. We used names of royal family. I was in yellow, blue, angry, and they all make up. You, these two green, both just looked at me as if to say, "Hanover, royal family." What are you saying? I just think colours make more sense. Mm. My, my two schools are trees and birds. Where I work at stars. What, like in the sky. George Clooney? Uh, so did you not go into the staff room and they go, why is it not just colours? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, they all have colours attributed to them. I have no idea what any of you are about. Didn't you have houses at school? When I was at school, <laughs> it was all famous politicians, I think, actually. Which, which stars have you got at your school? Have you got Sirius? Yep. Oh, what colour is that? Is that black? It should be, shouldn't it? I can't remember. It should be. Serious Black. Well, yeah, we got it. Like in, like in Star Trek? Yeah. <laughs> Just hang up the call again. I feel like <laughs> if, if he was a drum, he'd be missing that beat every flaming time. Did we have any other stars, or was that just all leading up to Bouncy's gag? No, what was that? We've got Sirius. Uh, what about Canis? No. We've got Orion? No. Sigma? No. What are the stars? Should we move on? Well, no, I want to know names of stars. I didn't know, I didn't know there were stars with I mean, names. Rigel. That's not a name of a star. Rigel 5? No. Are oh, you both saying Nigel? <laughs> Rigel. Did you know, Bouncy Ball, mm. that this week has been Gamescom over in that there Germany? I ask oh. you specifically, because I know these two know, because I was almost watching it with them both. You were watching it with me. And me. Yeah, I, I was watching it with Anna, but I know Sheepdog was watching it. Me and him were commentating on it. I have sadly had to work all the way through this week. 
and uh, have missed most of the big announcements and, and excitement. He shouldn't have missed anything because MatureGamerPodcast.com was full of live blogging for me and him. Me and him, not him. You know, I did check it. in on that three times and at no point we were actually talking about games. Yes, we were. The whole uh, time. You sound offended. I am offended. I sat there no, and just just the, the bits of dialogue that I looked at. So obviously, I'm at work. I need to use the, the machine for work. I can't just sit and look at your splendid scribings. Uh, it was the fact that at one point it was seven thousand words on one line. It just it just threw me. <laughs> <laughs> He's referencing your Twitter nonsense from earlier. Left left to right, seven thousand words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, my mate randomly revealed to me after that that he is there in Germany. He's going to it. He, he said he backed a Kickstarter that's having a big party in Germany, and he felt he should probably go. And then he's going to swing by again to come on on the way. He was just over there floating around waiting. I thought, oh, I could have sent him a notepad. He could have written some stuff down. <laughs> he could have. You could probably just ask him to write some down. Nah, it's too late. Send him a notepad. I'd be mortified asking him now. Like I Paypal him some money and tell him to buy a notepad. Too late now. So Can what did just... we think of Gamescom then? <sighs> I don't want to annoy AD because... AD had a big rant about how the internet at large were just being pessimistic. I know, I kept and, quoting his tweets and putting them in the yeah. live blog. Um, there was a lot of good games on there, <laughs> but this is the problem. There are only, there are, there, I say only, there are mainly good games, like B-grade kind of, here's a game we're releasing, it's a bit of a filler, we know you're not up to much else. Have a go on this. There wasn't. Where any was kind Uncharted? Of... Where was Dragon? We Man? already knew about both of but them. But I wanted to see more. Why? We already knew about them. Because I haven't seen enough. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really just... expect anyone to be saying, right, let's make Four a hours. massive announcement here when they could have made it at E3. There was not enough time between them. But... Yeah, but E3 is like the norm. You want to be out there in different. I suppose if you want to dominate a show, you? yeah. And all we've really got is the Tomb Raider nonsense that we'll talk about later. Which isn't even mm. real. But um, there's some there. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's a list in front of me. Quantum but, um, Break. That seemed like they've just dropped the TV show and... Yeah, but mm. they, did, they did mention the TV show and then nothing about the TV show. It was odd. It's strange hmm. to me. Peter Schmeichel was there. Who? My Peter wife Schmeichel. was shocked at that. She sort Who's of came in and was like, "Why is Former Peter Manchester Schmeichel United in there? Denmark goalkeeper Peter Schmeichel?" Reviews. Denmark, yes. So it's not English. No, oh, he, I don't know. but he um, he basically said his son was crap at football. <laughs> <laughs> Picked his ultimate team. Which... Oh, is this about FIFA? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. I just tuned out. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they spent again. You say, "Oh, they we know we knew about these games already." What was the point of them mentioning them? So Anna does have a good point in saying she wanted to hear more about actual games because. They spent far too much time on FIFA, COD, Destiny even. Um, and I can understand why with Destiny, they really, really want to build a hype train. But, um, but that's all it, hype, though. It's all it feels like it is at the moment, though, is a hype train. There wasn't that much. When I played it, buying I, think, it? I don't think so. Are you right? Are we Buy right? Up. Destiny. So we I don't do want have it. it pre-ordered, but I yeah. keep meaning to cancel it. Cancel, because I'm not interested mm. in it at all. The, the demo, the beta, sorry, um, just made me think, mm, it's... No, it's not even that. I just kind of thought, no, I I don't mean what was putting Uh, me off of it was just that all the hype, all the sort of big deal that they're making about it, when I put it on, I just kind of thought, It's not what they showed. 
There's, I it doesn't thought seem it was very gonna special. be open world, go on do it, but it's not. You just have to go to set places. Like what I heard is um on Earth, Rush is the only place you go, you don't go anywhere else. Yeah, I mean I imagine I'll open that up, but it still seemed oh, pretty no, that's it. I, it seemed pretty crummy when each other map, but it was like there's Russia, there's the moon, there's the you know, just it's like the ships, like you can have different ships. For what purpose? You don't do anything. So that the cutscene of you falling to earth uh, looks a bit cool. It just, I don't know. I just expected, More. yeah, for the different. hype, for the hype and the money and the amount of time they're spending talking about it. Because um, it, in my head, the last time a game had this much attention and hype to the point where somebody probably spent as much money on the hype as they were spending on the damn game, it was something like GTA Five where they were basically saying, look, we've just made a world, you know, if you want to sit and play this. And even then, the hype was so big and so I large. I wanted to play that. I played the game and enjoyed it, but the multiplayer, when I, so mm. I've been on that multiplayer twice and I thought it was the biggest pile of crap. Absolute ass, Not fun at all, mm. the GTA 5 multiplayer. Um, and that kind of jaded me a bit because they'd built that up to be something that was probably going to absorb my life. I expected to have... Us and the forum people all on there all the time <laughs> playing lots of fun and games. But all that happened was one night we played it and someone kept shooting me and I just thought, this is shite, I'm off. I've not touched it. I sold it straight away, basically. Mm. Um, I don't see how Destiny is any different from playing Battlefield online against other people or how it's any different from any of these just wandering around. It, it, there's nothing special about that at the moment. It's just they're it's... releasing all the all their bits about it now when... Like, you've only got level 20. Mm. You can only do this, that, and the other. It's just pretty looking. And that's it, really. They're kind of... I feel like we're on next gen. Um, Games are going to get really, 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 really pretty. And this is kind of benefiting from the fact that it's the first big money, look at me, I'm really Mm. sexy, you know, flashing its ankle at you. And you're thinking, (laughs) I like a bit of that. That looks pretty. Um, But when you get there, it's just going to be another dumb tart. It's fun for a couple of minutes yeah. and then you move on to the game you actually See, Infamous was like that. Infamous was so, so pretty. There was nothing behind it. It was mm. just... Bouncy. Yes. Remember when I asked you about Gamescom and these, these two started talking about Destiny for ages? We're not, yeah. we're not talking about it. We're just saying that everyone they out there... They wasted a lot of time I on... I set them off again. No, Sorry. it's just like everyone is going, oh, oh, they're like just raving about it and we're like, oh... We don't see that. I'm just, what? We want to put our point across that it's not as good as everyone's going on about. What I was here's trying to issue, say when I started... Go on, Matthew. Here's the issue. Is it's, the whole thing is perception, isn't it? Like, nobody's played the full game. It's still like in a stage where we've all had a chance to have a try at a little bit of it. But Bungie have said that this is a years in running game. That's something that makes it very unique. Like GTA Five had a huge amount of publicity for the, and even if you scrap the multiplayer stuff, but for the single player and that kind of living in world, once you'd experience that for sixty hours, it's done. That's it. Mm. You, know, you don't want to do it anymore. And they've not added anything that's made me want to go back to that game at all. And uh, next gen version, they keep saying, "Oh, it's going to be the, the greatest thing. It's going to be better." If you played it on last gen, you're going to absolutely adore this because it's it's everything you remember and more. But then, what am I, why would I want to upgrade to that? I, mm. I don't get it. Whereas with Destiny, I mean, it's now officially the most pre-ordered new IP of all time. 
is that Which because... Anna shouted, no, it's not, when they said that on the thing. And I said, just because you don't like it, it doesn't change that being a fact. I haven't pre-ordered it, so it can't be. Yeah. And, that, and that's all the pre-orders thing. aren't going to be fulfilled, are they? No, but I dare say it's going to still be a massive, massive seller. That... And not, not because of anything that is played, but because this is the new game from Bungie. That's why it's that's why people are pre-ordering it. Regardless of anything else and whatever anybody says about it, ultimately people on Sony have looked over with envious eyes at the world of Halo and thought, Oh, I wish we had something like that. And now everybody can. Everybody can have a similar game. Why does everyone the- hold one jump to be some kind of god? I don't I look at it and think, Oh, you made a game. Not on you. I don't see why people are all like excited about them they're just that's because things. you don't like xbox no i do like xbox i play a lot of xbox but i just don't get why everyone's all like jumped up about because halo Bungie. was awesome no, it wasn't. at the time I played it was it. awesome yeah you didn't play it at the time you played it 10 years later that's a bit different and I don't see, there's nothing in that is boring i played it at the time and just my cousin told me it was the best thing ever he had an xbox and i went in there all excited and just thought mm. So here, here is the crux of the issue. Both Anna and Steve didn't really like Halo. Kevin <laughs> and I both quite like Halo. Kevin and I have both got a different perception of the new game from the people who made Halo. Mm. I, wonder, I wonder, wonder where the, the thing is. And it's the thing. If they suddenly said um, the, the original development team of Final Fantasy VII are making a new stylized version, uh, Final Fantasy XV is going to be in the vein of Final Fantasy VII, you two would probably be quite excited about that. But no, no I'd be like, because really? me and Bounce would be blowing raspberries. Yeah, it's, it's just, that's the thing. If somebody who's made a game that you really like makes another game, then you're going to get excited about it. I don't it. care who makes the game, just make them. Uh, no, but I might make Fallout 4. Come on. <laughs> My point wasn't meant to be so much about Destiny when we... When I, <laughs> I think we kind of got sidetracked on that. Um, but I felt like Gamescom as a whole, going back to the question, um, but Anna, are you eating them into the microphone? <laughs> just, just, yeah. I'm hungry it's and like, I'm... It's, no, it's like you're doing a Kev when he was every time someone mentioned PC. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about this. <laughs> but um, now you, you got to imagine, right? I imagine the people who set that up are charging by the minute or by the stand or by whatever. They've charged them through the nose to have some sort of things there. They might, I don't know, I don't know how it works because they might let me probably not through the nose. Like, but anyway, they've spent they've they've got that time that platform and they walk out and they spent ages talking about fifa everyone so knows fifa exists everyone knows they're gonna money. buy fifa it's the dumbest waste of money in the world to spend <laughs> that much time talking about bloody fifa do you play it meatheads are gonna play it. i don't but no. the point is meatheads are gonna buy it they're gonna buy it forever but surely gamers are gonna buy it they're gonna buy it forever surely the fact that they spent five minutes talking about fifa means microsoft didn't have to pay for any of that because ea probably paid for it all yeah, just like Activision would have paid for the Sony doing one. Doing it. Why didn't they just talk about something else? Or Here's have a short of bit? Hang on, let me finish. Because they also <laughs> then banged on about Destiny, which is the most pre-ordered game ever. And you kind of thought, we well, yeah. probably don't need to try and sell that to people watching this. Then they've already pre-ordered it if they like it. Then they, they spoke go. about COD. Then they spoke about another game that everyone already knows exists. And I thought, you're spending too much time talking about stuff that comes out every my year. nan knows exists. It comes out every year. That kid who walks into your, your shop's going to probably ask you if you've ever heard of FIFA, Call of Duty, and destiny but everyone else has heard of it and i just thought you're spending so much time and money and hype on stuff that we 
you know, it's, you might as well be telling me the sun's going to rise tomorrow. <laughs> you might as well be hyping up the fact that tomorrow is going to exist. It just seems a pointless waste then, of effort. At the same time, when Blockbusters was still in existence, do you know how much money we were paid to just put FIFA on one display near the door? It's ridiculous. They were spending hundreds of thousands of pounds to put games in a prime position, not because people don't know what they are, but because sometimes people really need constantly telling that these things are there. And that's how people get excited about it. I don't understand the logic behind it, Mm. but people spend thousands on just putting a poster in a window. So using an opportunity to stand on a stage like that and be broadcast (coughs) around the world and show your footage and have it all running. I mean, that's immediately, of course you're going to do that. You're not going to waste your time by sitting there and and spending... I mean, you're not going to do like what Sony did and just stick Mike Biffle on stage. Um, (laughs) Plus, the other thing is, if there would would have to be some kind of mafia backroom conversation where everyone said, right, we're not going to do it. Because if Microsoft had come out and not not shown FIFA and Call of Duty, and Sony had come out and shown Battlefield and Destiny and whatever else they showed, everyone everyone would have gone, oh, Microsoft was a bit shit. It was just a load of games I've never heard of. And it's also worth remembering that Mm. Microsoft are doing big bundles with Call of Duty and a console and FIFA and a console as well. So they are heavily invested in these games being system sellers in that very specific sense because you might already have an Xbox 360 and you might be sitting thinking, well, which console do I get? I'm thinking of going to next gen this Christmas. Well, if there's a bundle, I mean, the, the Call of Duty one, you come with a terabyte hard drive, which... We all know it's quite it's a handy. very pretty console as well. Is it, that the really pretty one? It's the grey and black yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, very, very nice. Even the custom, even the limited edition controllers look nice compared to those horrendous Titanfall ones that came out. Um, but that's the thing. If, if you were investing into it in whichever way, the fact is there isn't going to be necessarily a bundle with the PS4 and Call of Duty. Um, so if that's the Microsoft's big bundle for Christmas, they need to be shilling that. And it, it's by association. So you look at it and you think, that's going to be on Xbox One. Even yeah, though you obviously know it is, it's just that extra little bit. It's that psychological kick to say, look, we're highlighting I guess it this. must be expensive to stay top of the heap because they are top of the heap. They're the best football game there is. You know, they're the, the most bought shoot-em-ups and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, it must just be... It's just mad how the world works and how dumb people are that they have to be reminded. I, then, I know that you're right, because my mate, yeah. I was chatting to you about Sky, and when you watch their on-demand service, they remind you what channel the program you're watching is on all the time, like five times an episode, just so that you're aware that if you want to watch this, it's on Sky Atlantic. Tune into Sky Atlantic, remember yeah. Sky Atlantic. And if you're watching a box set of Game of Thrones or whatever, you're reminded probably 50, 60 times throughout that one season, 14 episodes, the channel you need to watch is this you just think, that used to wind me up. I just think, well, I know that. Stop telling me. But obviously I'm not the stupid idiot they're aiming at. And then at the same time, I mean, if you sat there right now and we all sat there, let's think of an indie game we've all played. So we'll say something like, I don't know, Thomas Was Alone, right? Thomas Was Alone. You have like, played it. I played like one level. That's playing it. Either way. I don't know what goes on about it. They, they would never have chucked that on a stage at E3 or Gamescom. And yet people found the game. However they found it, certain games don't need a stage. It would look weird with them on a stage. Uh, I found it a bit bizarre watching some of the Sony stuff when they were talk- showing off a lot of their indie games. I found that a little bit weird, although it is now Sony's thing. But it's kind of like, for me, I expect to see massive franchises, even though I know of them, more than I would expect to see something from a small developer. 
So I guess, you know, it's not so much the money, it's the placement. And that's the thing. It's, it's that association. No, but what I think is, like, um, Microsoft did all these bundles because they're not selling very well. And, um, like, I think it's, like, two or three weeks to the Tokyo Game Show, which I think you'll see more of Sony's bundles then. Because so, they don't sell very well in Japan, do they? And can I also refer you back to our live blog sheet of when Mike Biffle came on stage and you hit caps lock and just put, never heard of him! <laughs> That's only sarcasm. Um, I was going to say, I, I, it bugs me a bit that, again, everyone seems to think the debate has to be either, either has to be an indie game or it has to be Call of Duty. But, you know, it was interesting to see sort of Rise of the Tomb Raider there, and it was interesting to see Quantum Break. I keep wanting to call it something else. Manipulating time. <laughs> yeah. I want to manipulate time. They have very good way of language with that, mm. with that Tomb Raider. Lang- good language manipulation, I there was, mm. there was a little big Planet 3. They didn't show that. They mentioned we, it. They did. No, they, they did There was a trailer it. before the show oh, started, yeah, but they didn't okay, actually have it in there. They had got... the, the tearaway stuff looked awesome. Yeah. Again, yeah, and they're not small pokey little games no one's ever heard of tearaway was very well advertised like before i got that i was getting wound up by the fact the advert was on before every sky one program going with this annoying country music um there were definitely plenty of decent games that you know we we know about but other people could have known more about and that's what i mean they could have spent shaved 10 minutes off each of the fifa <laughs> Call of Duty, you know, still done their big thing, but I, I get what you know. You're right, the bounces. So, with a big going back 18 minutes to when I <laughs> asked Bouncy, as someone who didn't sit there and watch the Gamescom things as they happened, what what were the big headlines for for you, you lot? Because I imagine that's most of our listeners didn't sit there at one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon watching a nerd yeah. stream on the internet. Well, I mean, for me. It was just a case of what I saw filtering through Twitter because, of course, people who are watching it, it then spreads out. So, obviously, the massive thing that everybody was getting very jumped up about was the Tomb Raider reveal to be exclusive to Microsoft for a while. Um, so, that kind of jumped about. But the rest of it just seemed to be uh, people experiencing stuff for the first time and sort of questioning what it was, which I quite liked. Um, but, yeah, it just seemed it just seemed like people were expecting too much of gamescom like it's never been like this before it's always a case of e3 is the, the big one big game reveals and gamescom is the little follow-up that sets at quarter four nicely having seen some of the gamescom videos outside of that it's no bigger than eurogamer is it can we just get the stage and all the conferences at eurogamer so we can go to them because the actual right. floor doesn't look any bigger or more impressive than Eurogamer does. There is, there isn't, there isn't space at Eurogamer to do what they do. They can That's do it in Bodines. <laughs> um, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to fit Mike Bifflin through the door. Get rid of that little square where they let all the birds walk around with their tits out. And what in Bodines? <laughs> Both Bodines and Eurogamer. Put the boobs away and do the conferences there. Yeah, we could do a conference. We have a stage area anyway. They do. About? They do do little. I mean, they do do conferency things where they have presentations and stuff. But they just don't do them on such. You usually spit it out because it's because it is a Eurogamer Expo, not just a kind of a universal one. So it kind of goes through the website, and as such, has some issues with um, going through. But you know, I, I just I, I think it's nice that Europe has its own one. I mean, obviously, you have Tokyo Game Show is a big one for there. 
Gamescom is our one and E3 is their one. And that's it's just the way it's always been. Um, and I, I like it as is. I don't see there's any need to change. I don't understand why people were getting really, really hostile saying, God, oh, we've seen all this before. Is that, well, of course you have, because you, if you the sort of person who's sitting in the afternoon watching a live stream, of course you already know most of this stuff. Mm. And then the stuff that people didn't know about, they didn't care because it was something they hadn't heard of before. And it was like, oh, I don't even know what that is. It's like, well, it's something you've never heard of. You should be really pleased that you've not heard of it. Oh, yeah, but it's not, it's not what I wanted to see. Anna did chant for an entire hour during the Sony conference. She was just going, Fallout 4, Fallout 4, Fallout 4, to the point where I couldn't actually hear what they were saying for some of it, because all I could hear was her chanting that. And so I think that's what she wanted to see. And it, it wasn't, wasn't there. there because they're mean. They just wanted to talk about FIFA and Destiny. Sony didn't mention FIFA. They will only FIFA. mention that when you stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking One thing I would like to point out... Um, and it's it's going to make me look like a fanboy, and I hate having to do it. But you can say Xbox came across better. Um, no, yeah, I thought I did. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> I was going to lead in with just the ease of watching the show to the point where I had to watch both shows on the Xbox because. Did you really get an achievement for that? Yes. That's amazing. Is um, it sarcastic and humorous? No, or? it's just an achievement for watching Twitch, I think. I don't oh, think right. It's just a coincidence that it happened during the Sony conference. But when we turned on the Xbox One at half past 12 on the Tuesday lunchtime, half an hour before the show, front and centre on the dashboard, watch um, Microsoft's Gamescom conference here. You just click that button. Major Nelson's already there, flapping his gums all over no, the it shop. Wasn't. That was after. It wasn't before. They were showing trailers and stuff then. I don't remember. Oh, no, it was a big countdown thing, wasn't it? Hmm. Um, and then it went straight into it. It was high definition. It just worked. And afterwards, for two hours afterwards, Major Nelson and AC Bongos and them, all them lot are just there interviewing everyone, making a big fuss about it. Got, gets around to six o'clock, turn on the PlayStation. Right, no mention of it anywhere. I know, I'll go and watch on the Twitch app. Oh, shit, no, there's no Twitch app. It's got this IGN app, though, hasn't it? Let's try Oh, no, it mentions Gamescom, but there's nowhere to watch it live. People on Twitter are saying, oh, just go on the browser and it'll work. Okay, well, I'll go on to Sony's website on the browser. Oh, no, I've not got Flash Player installed. In the end, turned the PlayStation off, went back on the Xbox One, onto the Twitch app, and just watched it on Twitch on the Xbox. I don't understand why one company is there saying, right, come and have a look. This is what's happening. Come and have a look. And Sony just make it impossible to even watch it on their console. It just seems... The site wouldn't work either. Every, yeah. like, it was like they'd paid one company to stream it or something. But they wouldn't be getting any more business. It just they? didn't work. Um, I tried about six different streams and read on one of the comments that all of the sites were using the same stream. If it weren't working on one, it probably wouldn't work. I just don't it. understand why they wouldn't just put a link on the PlayStation dashboard just so you could go and watch it. Then they kept having issues, didn't they, with the, the lead coming out or something. The feed yeah. kept cutting off and kept just saying HDMI out. Yeah. <laughs> HDMI, you know. But yeah, overall, I thought Microsoft did come across better, partly because of the Tomb Raider fuss, which obviously wasn't really that big a deal in the end because it's not a permanent exclusive thingy. Um, but that was just, that was the big talking point all afternoon on Tuesday. It was all over Twitter. Um, but I don't know, they just seemed a bit more polished and pro and the new guy at sony just looked a bit scared to be talking in front of a camera mm-hmm. and just didn't present very well but i mean they they both had some good games they both wasted a lot of time talking about trash 
but I don't know, there was a good half dozen games that I'd want to buy. That's possibly a worry. The fact that it covered the next 18 months and there was only half a dozen games that I'd want to buy. But then it was missing stuff like Uncharted and Crackdown and a few other bits. There was a that... Crackdown, have we seen that? They didn't mention Crackdown yes, at all, it did is. they? Yeah. When? When did they, they mention they... Crackdown? I seen and remember hearing about Crackdown. They might have just mentioned Crackdown yeah. was coming. There was no ex... There was no more news on Crackdown. Mm. Um there was one. What was the game where they talked about it for ages? Oh, Daisy, the guy, the, that oh, bit yeah. confused the hell out of me. Daisy guy comes out, just says Daisy over and over again for five minutes, and then walks off stage. And we don't see any of it. We don't get any idea of when it's coming, what it's the price is. Why don't we release have, it on the PC first? We, yeah, we have no footage or anything. It was just that guy saying Daisy over and over again for five minutes. And that whole section just kind of let Sony down a little bit. He shouldn't have been there. I don't really no, know no why Biffle was there. Because, <laughs> you know, if we're now bigger than Sony, because we won't have him on. But they had him on. We would have him on. He was the... No, you have to be bigger than Biffle. Uh... But to be honest, it looks like he's taken that on board. And uh, he probably <laughs> is. <laughs> I like him. He's a nice guy. He is a nice guy. That's why we like to take the piss. I suppose that's what we do. Yeah. Um... Did you, I mean, this is kind of stealing someone's question. I'll try and find who it was so that we credit them as well. But um, I was in the in the middle of it for like a good hour or so. Um, people were moaning that the Vita didn't get a mention, did it? It wasn't even whispered in, the, in their big talk. Also in Microsoft, there was no connecting any of their bundles. That was no. There well, were some pictures they posted had connected. No. But it was quite funny. Every time Kev talked about a bundle, no connect. And it, <laughs> That's because Anna was shouting it across mm. so, and making me type it. Yes. But, um, yeah, Sony didn't mention the Vita at all. But um, did you see, is it Shahid? Is it yeah, he went mental he was. on Twitter that and night, didn't he? It was interesting because I like him and I like what they're doing. But... He listed something like a hundred games. He came across really unprofessional. I it thought was a little on bit, Tuesday night, but he listed about a hundred games because I think, for in his defence, everyone was going mad. People started tweeting him, and they started saying, "Sony aren't supporting the Vita. I've spent money on this. You're not doing anything about it." And his response was, "You know, f you. I've sorted out over a hundred games. They're all coming." And then he started listing them. And obviously Robbie's there defending him and sticking And we were chatting and a few of us got in a conversation. Me and a couple of strangers ended up with a few extra Twitter followers out of this as well because I was just chatting and I'm saying, to me, I think what they're doing is positive for developers as a whole uh, from that point of view. But for gamers and people like us, the Vita is not that renownedly owned, is it? You know, it's not the biggest sort of deal. Um and he listed a hundred games that were all made by small third party developers that are like, you know, a, a, at least half of them probably making their first ever game, a group of four, they put their lives on the line and I want them to do well. I want them to make a lot of money, but when I've spent like 150 quid on a console, I don't want the bloke who's responsible for it listing 150 games or whatever. And most of them are reruns from street, from steam and other websites and games that, I mean, I know for me personally, I'm getting a lot of these through Robbie and um, knowledge of stuff from night shift. But I started talking to Robbie about it and saying, if the, if v, if the Vita was a TV channel, there'd be Dave. They're just bringing back classics that someone else has shown and made big. Most of these names are big names that he can wave around on his list of a hundred because they've already been played to death on steam by gamers, you know, 
everyone already knew Thomas was alone. So saying I've brought Thomas was alone to the Vita, okay, well done. People will play that. That will make you some money. But the, the fact you're waving at us because we know what it is proves the point. You should be bringing new games to it. I wanted him to say, on top of these awesome games, I've also got this new IP and this new IP that we're making, and we're making these big deals, and we're spending... 50 million on this particular title that's going to be awesome. Do you know, but they, there was none of that. It was just kind of, I've got Mike Biffle putting volume on it. Like, mm, I mean, for me, because uh, I read that whole thing going on, and there was a lot of people saying, you know, we want big AAA games. And you know what? After playing some of the big AAA games that came out of the Vita, I don't want them. I really don't. I don't yeah, want Uncharted. Crap. I don't want, yeah, because I think the Vita excels at those small games. It absolutely gleams with them and you sit there and you can say you know all these games have been out on steam or whatever i the laptop i'm using right now struggles to play a tower defense game for me sometimes the first time i'll play a lot of those games is on the ps3 or the vita and they don't overcharge for the games as, as a general rule i'm quite happy with the price and i rogue legacy was a tenner when anna got that this week i paid about 40p for that on Steam. In a Steam sale. Yeah, but still. And, and I'm not looking for it. isn't it, on PS3 and Vita? Mm. You know, you've got a full console and a portable version. And at some point it would be in a sale with PlayStation Plus. So it could even be given away for free. It's on PlayStation free, Plus. isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you do get... It just seems like a lot of tenor for that game. But then, at the same time, if somebody was to say a game that usually is 40 quid is a tenor, then suddenly it seems like a massive bargain. I just, I think sometimes when you're used, because you're used, to, if you think about the stuff, most of the games you got in your Vita, you probably got through PlayStation Plus hmm. or in a in a sale at some point. So it does make it a little bit. But again, Steam, you know, that game is probably a tenor at Steam at some point before it's knocked down. I'm not trying to say I want like Uncharted released on it and that being, I don't mean I want Call of Duty, I don't mean I want FIFA, I don't, what I'm trying to say when I'm saying More big games, yeah, I was just, I brought up Media Molecule just because I was thinking to myself, I want to just check how many, you know, other than Tear Away and Little Big Planet, I, I, I want Bespoke, we made this awesome game because we wanted to release an awesome game on the Vita, that's what I want to see. I know but, that obviously Nintendo are only Nintendo and they only do Nintendo stuff, but I was looking at my 3DS and my Vita and I was thinking, it's just gold on the 3DS. Every t- the games are much more expensive, and it, it is a grind to be trying to play them frequently. And I know Nintendo are a different kettle of fish, but I'd like Sony to be trying to say, right, we want to bring out a game. on. I mean, even if they did little things like brought out a Crash Bandicoot game, I'd love that. The thing is, if you look at the Vita... Abe's Odyssey. Is there a game other than Tearaway that was built specifically for the Vita to show what the Vita can do and just be awesome as a Vita game? No. Yeah, but Uncharted was... Of a, the, another IP, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, with some gimmicky crap thrown <laughs> into it. But it's pretty much just that, isn't it? Mm. But then here's the other thing. It, the, the Vita has, and still has, a limited user base. So if you were a games company and you were thinking, right, we're going to make a really kick-ass game, which system should but we make? But Sony are that games company. They should be throwing money at it and giving people reason to go out and buy the console it because does. it's got the awesome games on. Nintendo don't make Mario because loads of people have got a DS. Loads of people have got a DS because it's got Mario on it. Yeah, I'm now looking at uh, sales figures for Tearaway. Um, now, in total, since uh, it launched... Uh, in the UK, uh, it's sold 53,000 units, which is, you know, seems quite a lot. Uh, the global, though, 
is only uh, 360,000. Well, you lot don't deserve nice things. Exactly. Well, here's the thing. That's one of the best games, I think, handheld of the last, well, last five years. I can't think of many games I've enjoyed. Forget handheld. It's one of the best games I've played in the last five years. I mean, to the point that they're now bringing it to the PS4 for the reason of, well, the game is great and we want to share it with more people. And that's that's the biggest curse the Vita's got, is it's in this kind of stuck in the hinterland. They put a game on it and it doesn't sell that well. And then what are you left with? Well, you're then left with people who will take the option to put their game on the Vita, whereas you've got other companies saying, well, we won't make a game for that anymore. Why would we divert a huge amount of our resources to that when we've got a whole next-gen system to make for? And Sony, yeah, they've got to concentrate on a direction. And at the moment, their big focus is chuck a load of indie stuff towards uh, the systems. It just and... seems like a bad policy to have. When I mean, if they did this with their, obviously their headline PS4, they just said, right, we've got this one title that's big. We'll just put a load of indie games on there around it and a couple mm. of, you know, little bits here and there that are all, they've got a big name, but they're not that good then they'd die on their ass. They'd completely fall apart. So uh, it doesn't make sense to... You could argue that the PS4 is almost in there. You've gone. The releases for both consoles and then the the releases individually, there's a lot more exclusives on the PS4 that tend to be small downloadable games in comparison to full retail that the the Xbox One's got. I mean, where's the Dead Rising or the Forza equivalent on the PS4? And yet you could say, well, where's the stick it to the man and don't starve and all those on Xbox One? It just seems that Sony do have this big focus on this downloadable product. And the Vita is an ideal place for that to end up because it's all this cross-buy thing. They don't want you to just have one system. They want you to have all three. They want you to play your PS4 games on your Vita. So then why make an equivalent of a PS4 game on the Vita when if you've got both, you can kind of do that anyway. It just seems that they're not looking at it as individual systems anymore. They're looking at it as a family of consoles. And between them, they cover all bases. But of course, not everybody could afford that or justify it. What I'm hoping with uh, looking at that uh, Shahid's big list and all these new kind of oddly small teams, and in the back of my mind, I'm kind of hoping that he's just being the biggest genius. And if it's like when a football club buys, I don't know, 30 youngsters for a million quid for the lot and then just kind of you might get one Gareth Bale out of that 30 but he's worth 90 million you've (laughs) you've got 100 times your money almost and you've just you know what I mean I'm hoping that he's kind of done that he's cast his net so wide that he's dragging up all these different developers and one of them or 10 of them whatever will just go on and become that big this is a handheld name this is amazing that would be perfect that would be job done of course, the other big thing, which I'd forgotten about until just now, is the, um, the what did they call it, PlayStation Share? Is that what it was called? Where you could... Share have, play. Yeah, share, there we go. The one they where you could have... Far Cry thing, didn't they? Yeah, that was mental. The Far Cry thing comes with the 10 tickets that allow you to have two hours of a friend playing with you who doesn't have Far Cry. And then 10 minutes later, they're saying, oh, and by the way, all PlayStation games are going to allow you to do that. Is that 10 different people or 10 two-hour sections? They weren't clear, were they? That you can just play with also, your one friend. The PlayStation 1, is that the whole game or just ten, uh, two hours? Because that wasn't... Uh, the whole game for two hours, I think it is. The share play thing uh, is slightly different, though. The share play, you can't play with them. 
So you basically give them the chance to play that game remotely and you watch them play it. Mm. But that's that's the difference between the Far Cry one. So basically, say you're playing a game of FIFA, you could then, you share play, I, you could send it across to Cheap Dog, you could play a game. And you'd, yeah, basically, pass controller. And then you would watch the stream, or the kind of version, you'd watch Cheap Dog fail. And uh, <laughs> that seems to be, I, I think it's a very good idea. It definitely seems like it's a good alternative to demos because you're not just giving somebody a chance to play a game. You're actually, your friend is giving you the chance to play. My reaction was that Anna can now complete games for me as well as Kev. <laughs> <laughs> hard yeah, that bit on Lego Marvel, when she was screaming at you over Twitch, that'd be done in a second. Yeah, but then I wouldn't have had 80 people watching me fail. Mm. She's a highlight of my PS4 gaming so far. I mean, what did you what did you think when they announced that Journey was coming to PS4? Did you? Did you I got same... excited because no, I, I loved Journey. But... Yeah, yeah PlayStation fangirl over here doesn't like Journey. I don't. No, get it. I don't see the point. Then. I loved that game. Journey. <laughs> I yeah. can't really. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I liked it. It's just. A game. I'd yeah. love to watch that the it, super shiny it. graphics with the surround sound on. I'm not did sure I would replay it. No. I, new people will play it and love it. That's still a good move. Polishing yeah. it up. Um, again. Someone, I think it was Chris, who was on a Blue Wolf, who was on there a few months back now, and he was saying these sort of re-releases and remakes and HD releases, they're, they're kind of how they'll fund the next stuff, isn't it? Just that extra bit of money to help make sure the next thing's better. But if you've already bought them, why do you need to buy them again on PlayStation? Well, what, what? they probably won't with Journey, because Flo and Flower were both given away for free, weren't they? Yeah. People who already own them, so I imagine they'll do the same with Journey. Journey was always coming when they brought Flo, Flo and Flower out. But they what deserve made... to make more money. They're a Wonderful company. Yeah. What made me laugh was after they announced all these, Sony then came out and said, you know, too many HD remakes, that's a bad thing. He <laughs> was like, mm. yes, said the company who put out the Sly Raccoon trilogy HD and the Ratchet and Clank HD trilogy. <laughs> uh, you just think, yeah, yeah, carry on, carry on. It's just, it just seems bizarre that they kind of say, here's all these HD remakes of games. And, but by the way, they're not a good thing. It's, uh, it's very bizarre. And then, of course... Um, they announced that PlayStation Now's hitting us in 2015, which I think is going to be far too late, really, unless it's fixed it. And, of course, the PlayStation TV thing, whatever they call it, uh, the Vita TV thingy. Uh, PlayStation TV, isn't it? Yes, TV, yeah. Um, which, which we'll have one of them, definitely. I wanted yeah. one of these when they came out in Japan. Yeah, So, and it's looking like it's going to be about 80 quid, which is reasonable. Which Although, means not only do we... Are we able to stream the PlayStation and onto this telly in here? But it also means I can sit and play Football Manager on that big telly through my Vita while we're doing the podcast, and no one needs to know it's happening. Have you seen? Did you see the um? The talk, I don't know whether they talked about it in the Microsoft conference or not about the new streaming TV to a tablet thing. I don't know if they covered it in the conference. I don't remember I us saying anything sarcastic about that? <laughs> well, basically. Um, Similar to PlayStation TV, a new update for the Xbox One is going to allow you to have... Because they're doing more live TV for Europe. So they're doing a TV tune of things. So you plug an aerial in and get all your free view stuff through your Xbox One, which is good. That's a good start. And the EPG will work properly. But they were saying that one of the biggest requested things was to be able to watch TV while someone's playing a game. And so you can then stream TV to any device, whether it's iOS, Android or whatever, or Windows and watch live TV stream from your Xbox while somebody's still playing a game seamlessly. That's which cool. I think they, sh- they should have made a little bit more of a focus of. And yeah, ironically, I criticised Microsoft heavily for talking too much about it being an entertainment system at E3 last year. But 
I really want them to talk about these sort of things that they don't dare the to now, though, do they? No, they that's can't. It. They can't say the word TV in a conference anymore because they'll get hammered. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarre, but it, I think that's a really good feature, and it'd be amazing if I could watch something like stream. Obviously, I could watch Netflix on there anyway, but if I could stream live TV straight to my tablet and just have, let the kids watch something on there, or I could watch something on there while the kids are playing a game. Um, and you could I watch don't, EastEnders while having a poo. And I'm not having to buy anything to, to facilitate that. The console just does it, which is quite handy. They're also, they're, they announced they're going to have um, media support finally for the Xbox One, because you can't plug a thumbstick into either console, I don't think, can you, and watch a media file. Um, but they're adding it to the Xbox One. But even having support for animated GIFs or GIFs, if you say it correctly, just so you can have support for that, which is, uh, I think, the first proper console to ever support them, which is... I mean, it seems pointless, pointless but yeah, now utterly that, pointless. But now Twitter support them, don't they? So I suppose it's if you were using it to browse the internet, you could watch Twitter properly. But still, it's nice that they went. They have such an exhaustive support list, and it was one of the four that they chose to mention in a headline. So it's like, yeah, animated gifs, they will work now on the Xbox One. So yeah, that's all come in. So yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff that just didn't really make the cut of the big conferences, but they are still kind of all working in the background. It's um, it's all good. I think that's it for us from Gamescom. Have you got any more news or any more Gamescom-y type yeah. stuff, Bouncy? I've got, I've got a bit of news. Uh, I've, obviously, the majority of the news came via Gamescom. Uh, let me just load it back up because I've just had a picture of a lady on the screen. So, yeah, um, WWE Supercard. Uh, this is mainly for people who like wrestling, obviously. But it's a trading card collectible card battle game for ios and android uh, it should be launching like right now really um but i quite like the idea of this because i used to, as a kid i used to collect wwf trading cards and stickers and things and i quite like the idea of collecting them again especially if they do like the kind of the classics range so i can get like legion of doom and earthquake and tugboat and people like that in, in my collection alongside all the steroid enhanced wife killers but um I, I quite like the idea of that so if people kind of listened before and i've talked about injustice card game and the transformers one and the star wars one and uh, the wwe one actually has a good a lot of potential what i really like is when you fight the cards they actually fight in a wrestling ring they walk down to the ring like these cards are bouncing down the aisle and then they like throw each other around and jump off the ropes on top of each other and stuff which i've always wanted to see the cards do that now I've seen it, so that's going to be good. Um, Overkill developers who made Payday Two uh, are working Ooh. on are working on a new Walking Dead game yeah, that had yeah. the bleakest of trailers <laughs> I've seen in a long, long time. That trailer was awesome. Yeah, it was very Walking Dead. That trailer. That's because somebody said to me afterwards, "If you haven't seen it, do Google it." Essentially, it's um, just a wall, really, with some shadows mm. and some sounds and it does more in that than the whole yep. dead, dead dead island 2 did it was superb and then bringing kirkman on at the end to just make it very clear that he's involved in this one as well <sighs> was just yes. genius i can't wait for this it looks awesome it's payday 2 style co-op multiplayer set in walking dead with yeah. kirkman on board it's got it's got a lot of potential and if you've got payday 2 on steam i think it is you can have lucilla's the weapon in the game now, um, which is also rather cool. I didn't like uh, quite how excitable Kirkman was, though. I like I his T-shirt. To, I wanted him to settle down a little bit. 
because uh, I always imagine the writers of The Walking Dead being the most miserable, depressed people in the world. And when he comes out and he's like, <laughs> I killed all these people in my comic books and I've made a <laughs> shit ton of money. <laughs> Buy my stuff. Not just, real uh, people, Who's watching a trailer really loud? Yeah, sheepdog. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to mute it, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, I like Kirkman. He's quite cutting. And, oh, and it was the right way to reveal that game. They didn't make it into a game. They just concentrated on, this is what the style's going to be. Right from the offset, this is going to be well put together. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, bit of Skylanders news that came out of Gamescom that made me smile the biggest smile of my week. Uh, uh, Skylanders Minis, which we've swapped with the Trap Team, new game. They're going to do tiny little baby versions of the Skylanders characters, uh, such as Mini Genie. And they're just little tiny little baby, little baby Skylanders. Um, And uh, yeah, they they look really, really sweet. So um, you don't have to buy them. Just Google Skylanders Minis and just look at how adorable they are. I just, I just, I just want to eat them all up. The little cookies. They're just adorable. I don't like things like that normally, but just a tiny little baby Spyro was just far too adorable. Uh, and then finally, and it's um, not a funny and finally this week, obviously the news that Rob um, has, has, has left the world. And today it's a, come out that he was in the early stages of Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's. So uh, it kind of looks like there's a lot more to it than just him having enough one day. But at the same time, a game's come out on Steam that's been made free uh, called Depression Quest. Um, and it's a text-based adventure that's getting a lot of flack for releasing now. Uh, a lot of people kind of accusing it of trying to cash in, but it's free, so that doesn't really work. But it was made by somebody who's been trying to get this done for a while. And uh, if... Obviously, the subject or kind of reading about it a lot, or if it's kind of touched you anyway, uh, I can heartily recommend having a look at it. It's not a cheerful thing. It's not something that's going to make you skip through a poppy-strewn field. But at a time where people are starting to talk about something that is very important to talk about, uh, sometimes it's good to use games in this way as well. So uh, it's definitely worth having a look. And uh, as it's text-based, it's not resource-heavy either. So... Give it a look. I remembered to ask for the questions this week, so we've got some questions. Thank you. Uh, Craig12 wants to know, what our opinions on time exclusives and exclusive DLC are based on Gamescom? Surely it should be available on all platforms. Bouncy had an interesting chat about uh, exclusives in general. I, I don't know whether Bouncy agreed with me or not. In the end, I was saying that I think exclusives are quite a positive thing. Cause yeah, I, I love exclusives. Helps the console be worth having. Yeah, I mean, we were talking, weren't we, about like going back to the 16-bit era. Like, if you if your mate had a SNES and you had a Mega Drive, there was always something that you had that he could never have, and vice versa. It was like my friend had a SNES with Mortal Kombat. And I had a Mega Drive Mortal Kombat, but his one didn't have all the blood in it. And mine had blood and a code for extra blood. So he was like, oh, yeah, look, look I've got it. And I was like, yeah, but yours hasn't got blood. Because, you know, because of the Nintendo thing. And then he'd be like, yeah, but I've got Super Star Wars. And I was like, oh, I really wanted Super Star Wars. I couldn't have that. But then I had yeah. Sonic 2. And, and, you know, 
but it's not just about like big uh, first party franchise sometimes it was a third party game you know and that was that was that was exciting and it was a, a real deal and sometimes it made people want to buy both consoles and we need that yeah when we everyone thought be... that tomb raider was exclusive it's not just to clarify for people who still haven't caught up on the news um it's only a timed exclusive and they just haven't said when and nobody's revealing when but um people were saying oh well i guess i'll never play it then because i'm gonna get a ps4 and that's that and i thought on on its own, that is that does feel a bit annoying for people. I can imagine, but if the Xbox had you know fifty exclusives and the PS4 had fifty exclusives, then it would make the decision to get one in a few years feel more worthwhile. It's like getting a Wii U will always be something I do at some point in the next couple of years because I know that the second I do, there's twenty games there at least that I'm going to want to rinse through that I can't get anywhere else. Whereas nine times out of ten, I'll be looking at an Xbox One and thinking, well, I've already played four of them. I've already played all the ones I really wanted to play. I'm probably only going to want to play a couple of them games. And I'm waiting for that really big title that is exclusive to turn out. And to be honest, there's nothing off the top of my head that I can think of that would make me do it right now. Um, I think we'd be, we'd be better off if there, was, if there was loads of titles that were purely one or the other. Then it'd make it both companies would benefit because we'd buy them. I mean, for me, the reason I bought the Xbox One was because I wanted Dead Rising and Forza. And they were platform exclusives, as simple as that. Okay, they were kind of Microsoft-made games, but that was still, the exclusivity was what made that console more desirable. At a time, I really liked the PS4, and the PS4 was cheaper. Mm. But it was like, well, I, if I got the PS4, there aren't any games on there that really I want to the point where I'd say, well, I want that over the Xbox One. Now, with the, the thing. Thing, yeah. um, uh, uh, with the Tomb Raider thing, with the Tomb Raider thing, as far as I remember, when Tomb Raider Legend and Underworld, maybe, or Anniversary, when they came out on the Xbox, it didn't come out on the PS3 straight away. It was only later on, I'm pretty confident, it was a couple of years later, they actually came out as part of a HD collection. Um, so it's, it's not unheard of for Microsoft to have them early a lot of people were complaining because obviously early days of ps1 tomb raider was a massive great big thing for them but it was also on pc and i loved the idea that it could be permanently exclusive if it had have been i wouldn't have had any issue not because i own an xbox one but because i want this kind of thing to happen more often i don't want it to be dipping your hand in your pocket to stop another console company from having it i want it where a company goes Here's a game we're putting out on this system because we are behind this system, and you get it. Like companies like Insomniac, you know, made games for Sony for a long time, didn't put them out on anybody else. Now, obviously, we're getting Sunset Overdrive, and suddenly it's like, wow, there's a, there's a console exclusive there from a very Sony uh, happy company, you know. And uh, again, that's an exclusive that for me says a lot, and. Um, Longer term, I want more of it. It's silly thinking that we're in a world where you, you know, me and you could own the same game and we'd never get to play with each other on it because mm. you have it on one. It solves a lot of issues, I think. If it's just in one place, you either get it with that one or you don't. And yeah. people see that as an issue. Oh, I guess they're going to slash the amount of people who buy their game. Or I guess you go, well, no, it just just makes the whole thing feel yeah. a bit better. I don't know. Um, I just if, like it. If Microsoft had come out and said. For two weeks, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is going to be exclusive on Xbox One. How many people 
people would buy it on PS4 and how many people would suddenly buy an Xbox One just because to not miss those two weeks. It would, it would happen. It would be a simple fact of people wouldn't want to miss out. We've seen it in the past when you can kind of get early access to games if you pay an extra 20 quid and people do it because they're just, they don't want to miss that early stage. They want early access. They'll buy membership or take the premium because they want to have the maps a little bit earlier. And yet they haven't done that. They haven't gone to that extreme. What they've done is they've taken a franchise that has an equivalent on the PS4 and protected themselves a little bit by saying, well, you've got Uncharted, we've got Tomb Raider. It was, it was almost like a very specific targeted game to say, we need something on ours that can compare. And I dare say, you know, that the two will be similar in tone, but it just seemed the majority of people who were complaining. Released on the same day. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be, well, I don't know, because they did say Christmas 2015, didn't they, for Tomb Raider? So um, there is a possibility, but and I would love that to be. Lara and Nathan get married. <laughs> and they, they, they do Oasis and Blur. I'd like it if, if there was a level in the game where you could just lure Nathan Drake into the freezer and lock him in. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, these things should happen. It, it used to be the case, and it should be the case more. There's do loads feel- of games that are exclusive to PC. Nobody complains about that. Do you feel if Sony had announced they were pulling a franchise over to them exclusively, people would have had the same reaction. No, of course not. It seemed mad how anti... Oh, they've just paid for it! Yeah. They've given them money! And I just thought, shut up. Just shut up, you pretentious little prick. You know, yeah, they've probably tried to make a decision to help boost a few sales and... Square have done that. No one's been, no one's forced them to do that. They've obviously seen a benefit to doing it. Who cares that it's Microsoft? Because yeah. oh, just people are silly. I mean, it's like when uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, the DLC was exclusive to Xbox for a while, wasn't it? And mm-hmm. the um, Battlefield packs are all earlier on Xbox One uh, or Xbox in general. And it, all this time, there's always the old people going, oh, it should be should be the same for all of them. It shouldn't, because it's a battlefield. It's a competition. It's two consoles trying to be better than each other. That's what we expect of them. That's what we need. If they get complacent, just go, yeah, let's just put that out. There's no point. There's no Every fun Every time Microsoft make a mistake, um, Sony are quite quick to draw on it, point at it. And, and they, rightly so. I'm not saying that in like an anti-Sony way. I, they should leap on it. But no one thinks, leave me alone. Again, I bet if it was the other way around, I bet if Sony said something stupid, which is unlikely to happen because they, they're quite good at not saying silly things. But if, if Microsoft mocked them for something, then they'd probably get it all thrown back at them. It's just, yeah. it's just a weird way the, the universe seems to be balanced. Have you, have you seen the advert for Burger King, for the Whopper that's doing the rounds on the internet at the moment, where there's a Whopper sitting inside a Big Mac box? And it basically goes, silly whopper, that's a Big Mac box. And it can't fit inside, it hangs over the edges. And that's basically what this is. Mm. This is two great big corporations just slinging mud at one another and just trying to say, we're slightly better than you because we've done this. So, you know, our burger's slightly bigger, but our burger tastes better. But our burger's got a flame grill meat. Yeah, but our burger's like sponsored the Olympics. He's not going to stop until one side of his personality wins. So, follow-up question from Craig Twelves. I um, right. want to know what games are you most excited about that's coming out within the next year? It was Sonic Boom until I looked up, will Sonic Boom be shit? 
during our little break. and Which is still a really unusual thing for somebody to Google. <laughs> I just was wondering. I saw a picture of it on uh, Twitter and thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put that on my Amazon wish list the other day. Um, but like, on, the, on a DS, I mean. And, yeah, apparently it got resoundingly panned at E3. People didn't like the way it played. It's clunky. But, um, the correct answer, for those of you wondering, is Forza Horizon 2 and Assassin's Creed Unity. A man's the crew. No, that's not the correct. The correct answer is Forza Horizon 2 no. or Assassin's Creed Unity. No, it's, it's which one are you most excited for? Yes, me. That's your answer. Then if it's me, the answer is the crew. Mm, I don't think anyone asked you. Because if Forza Horizon was more like the crew, then I'd be very excited about Forza Horizon. But Forza Horizon wasn't like the crew i love the crew i played it last year at Eurogamer, and it's still the best driving game i've ever played ever i know i, I anyone who did see the chat i kind of had a bit of a driving rant for a while it went a bit it ran away from me a little bit but it was the whole you can do anything you can you can imagine like drive and race and then he just sort of trailed off <laughs> And I just and they all said the same thing pretty much. You can drive anywhere you can think. And then it just showed a car driving around on road. And I just thought What did you expect? No, to drive but this is what on? I mean. It's the worst way to advertise a driving game. It should have just been look, improved graphics, you know, better handling, whatever. But they come out of all this hyperbole that was nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And going back to what I was saying about just the amount of time they were wasting on crap. I know that people were are thinking, oh my God, I can do anything I want in that car. This game looks amazing. But the reality of it is you can only race like the, the game you could have played on your Master System. Or The only thing they've done is put a bit of polish on this, which is all well and good, but my, I hate the bullshit. I hate it. It really wound me up. And again, it was like AD was kicking up about the negativity and I was thinking, yeah, but I feel so cynical because this man... Stop banging the table sorry, then! This man standing there just telling me I can do whatever my heart desires in this car so what from game driving to driving. Specifically? Um, I'm sure it was the crew he was talking about. The one, he said you can right. drive across... It, it, it across America. Been, yeah, it could have been yeah. any of the driving. There's three driving well, games in a row. Yeah, I mean, in, in the demo I played at Eurogamer... I could do whatever I wanted. I could kick the car out however I wanted. I could drive on whichever surface I wanted. And I went and drove through a forest. I remember you saying. Might not be the crew then because they weren't driving on... Yeah. I mean, but obviously, the majority of it, you drive on the road because you're faster and it's more Mm. exciting. Um, But in that game, I couldn't drive in the sea because it's a car. Um, But I'd like to think that I can crash into the sea. That would be acceptable. Um, But I can honestly say with the the crew, I didn't ever feel like the game was pulling me in a certain direction, except for when it pulled me to a submission start, which obviously it was supposed to. Um, but that's why I was excited about the crew, is just because I like the idea that it's Burnout Paradise without the barriers. I think so, the main one that pissed me off was Forza, because they focused on the fact that they had a Rolls-Royce and another track, and that was basically it. Whereas yes. Drive Club was the other one that shut me up a little bit because they were kind of then saying, look, you can, you know, gather points like this. And it wasn't, oh, look, we've just added another car sprite. It was, we've tried to find ways to make this a bit more communal and a bit more mm. social and a bit more fun. And I kind of thought, oh, there's a bit of a point to playing yeah. that. What they need um, to do with Drive Club is just make the game good. Because that's their biggest issue. It was lovely <laughs> and social when I played at Eurogamer and I was playing against all these real people and PlayStation camera showing me all their faces in joy or defeat. 
But the fact that the game was so atrociously bad mm. didn't really make up for it. It just astonished me that anybody that worked on Gran Turismo had worked on that game, except for the fact there was no damage. Um, so I hope I really want Drive Club to be better because the PS4 needs a really good straight driving sim. And uh, it, from what I've seen of it now, it looks better, but I just still worry about how much better it can be after that was awful, so awful. It was the worst racing game I've played since Chase HQ on the Master System. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have a question from Postman Gav, who's saying, if you had neither of the current gen consoles and could only afford one, which one would you get? I think after that, I, I felt like Microsoft looked the most promising there because, I don't know, I just I felt a little bit like you could probably carry on playing the PS4 stuff that they were really bigging up on Steam if you wanted to. Um, there was some... I always, when I got my PS4, it was because I thought there's more games to be had there from PS Plus and I still kind of feel happy with that, that being a bit skint, I'll get more out of it. But I don't know, I just one really it might just because i don't have one you two might be less well you might be less uh one way or the other because you've got both of them already kev but what do you think i would go for the xbox um based on exclusives and the fact that i play on it more and the fact that it's got a better controller um and just seems a little bit more i mean even silly things like i've got more achievement points and i have trophies so yeah. <laughs> i'd like to carry on with that but i mean sony's great for what it does, the indie stuff is great. PlayStation Plus is obviously much better than Xbox Games with Gold or whatever it's called, but it's only indie stuff. So, you know, if you're not really into that, it well, really you say matter. that, Kev, but I mean, the recent stuff on Xbox One, is, I think, has been as strong as, if not better, than the PS4, PS Plus stuff. You know, yeah, you've had maybe. you've had some pretty good little games uh, kicked out, and. Um, I would say that that's kicking out two a month is exactly the same, and they're still sort of downloadable games. So mm. you know, I think it's 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 on a par. Yeah, but yeah, I would just go Xbox every time, and, mm. and Gamescom's done nothing to change my mind on that. I'm scrolling and down yet- the list, stopping whenever it just says PS4 on its own, and then just. Yeah. just- Interestingly, uh, if you wind the clock back about three months, though. I remember Kev quite clearly going, don't touch Xbox. It's got dust all over it. Oh, they both, don't get me wrong, they've both got loads of dust over If I could only have <laughs> one, co- if I could only have one console, I'd choose a Vita. Yeah, but I love my saying, Vita. When you were just describing the two, I mean, your, your kind of positivity towards the Xbox One now compared to then yeah. is, is interesting. I think that's the thing. Microsoft have worked really hard to turn that around. When the two came out and I was working at game, the question I'd always get asked when people came in is, which one's the best console? And you can't answer it. With, it, with a month of opening, the, the, the launching rather, you just cannot turn around and say, oh yeah, well, you know, that's clearly the better console. Because ultimately, you can only go on what games have been released and there was such a limited range of games. It was just like, I'd say to people, if you want Killzone, you get the PS4. Or if you want Dead Rising, you get the Xbox One. That's simple as that. Now, when people come in my shop and say, which is the best console... I am finding myself pointing towards the Xbox One more. Not because I've got one and not because of any kind of fanboyish level, because I will criticise it as much as anybody else. But it's a simple fact of, as a rounded next-gen system, I feel it's already accomplished a 
a damn sight more than Sony have managed to do with the PS4. I think PS4 long-term, like the PS3, has got huge potential. And there we went. And we'll never know how that thought would have ended. Do uh, Sony have a quantum break alternative on the cards? I can't remember. I don't think there's anything. No, don't think so. Fancy, are you still there? Hello? Oh, there he is, look. Yeah, I've got internet connection problems yeah. kicking in again. Um, so, yeah, so basically I think the PS4 has got the potential to be like the PS3 in that it's going to come into its own at some point and it will far excel the Xbox One, but the Xbox One's very quickly making ground and doing what Microsoft do best, which is come out with really good games to play. Yeah, this list, the Xbox stuff is really meaty titles, whereas the PS4 bit just seems to be a bit kind of... And interestingly, there's just so much. There's so much yeah. there, but it is all just. Oh, okay. And a lot of the stuff that's coming out for the PS4 is usually the stuff that would sell in a Japanese market. But the PS4 console's not doing very well in Japan, so I, it's it's interesting that that's kind of struggling as well. I can see on this list why Anna would prefer the PS4. I don't know if she does. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's definitely how she'd vote about the whole thing. She did say that uh, Microsoft did better at Gamescom, but. Going down the list, I'm thinking she's going to be kept busy. There's going to be so much for her to do. She's going to love it. She'll stop every now and again to play the bread and butter big games on the Xbox, but she's just going to be constant, 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 something to keep her ticking over once this list starts being released. Um, But yeah, to answer uh, Gav's question, sorry, I told him I wouldn't get mixed anymore. Um, To answer Gav's question, Xbox. Um. Wafu Mark says, would you recommend getting Metro Redux as I've never played the series before? I bloody wouldn't. I've played the first 10 minutes of both of them. I think they're great. Yeah, but you're crazy. They're they're, they're basically fallout for people who don't like themselves. That's that's (laughs) what Metro is. It's if you want to play fallout, but you don't want any of the charm or fun, play Metro. Because they're just bleak and miserable and depressing and difficult and i i think that's brilliant the books are fantastic and the games are great and redux makes remakes the first one on the engine from the second one but using the full whack visuals which are stunning so bearing in mind that we're in a bit of a drought at the moment it's coming out about 25 quid getting two full games that are going to take you a bit of time yes go and get it fill your boots but um no i i fired it up as well and just Kind of like Kev. Probably didn't last 10 minutes. I just kind of thought, oh. um, we love a bit of deep silver, don't we? <laughs> um, Johnny White says, with the news of Kojima and Del Toro working together on Silent Hills, what would your favourite film slash game maker combos be? I don't know anyone who makes yeah, films. Yeah, I stared at this earlier on and just thought, I can't think of anyone who, who wouldn't make me look a bit chumpish. <laughs> so, well, if Joss you asked, if yeah, if you but see, if you'd have asked us last week who'd be the perfect pairing for a Silent Hill game, we wouldn't have said Contramera Del Toro, mm. and yet now it seems like the perfect pairing. I, I, I mean, as a fan of films and games, I've even struggled with this because the one person I'd love to see making games already makes games, and that's Steven Spielberg, and his work on the Medal of Honor franchise was great because it made. Band of Brothers into a game a little bit. You know, it's made mm-hmm. safer for Ryan into a game. What I'd love to see is a full next-gen Band of Brothers game with motion-captured performances from Tom Hanks and characters like that. 
but you if you imagine like those early Medal of Honor, like the sea, the storm in the Normandy beach in full next gen with 128 players all storming a beach at the same time. They that would be immense. Medal of Honor had a lot of heart and was, oh, they were great games. They should yeah. do. Oh, they should. If there's a game, a series ripe for going back and remastering the original series, that's that's the ones. What the old Jimmy Patterson Medal of Honor games? Act Nine. It's Jimmy Patterson. <laughs> They were great because they were they were adventure games. They were fun. They were like Indiana Jones. They were like those kind of old nineteen sixties war movies. And then it just got, strutting a... around Europe, taking out Nazis. Yeah. On his own. Just there's fantastic. A, there's, a, there's this railway cannon that's going to destroy the world, and you need to stop it, Jimmy. And he's like, Yeah. And he always just go into that Drowning war room. Lunch here. Yeah, he'd always go into the war room and go, Jimmy Patterson, <laughs> you dog. You just got back from. Durante, but we're sending you out again. And it was brilliant. And I want those. I want Steven Spielberg to get back on it and make an awesome new Medal of Honor game based on the Band of Brothers series. That'd be great. What are you lot on about? Um, another question from Waffery Mark. When will they release a PS4 that looks like an old DVD player so I can have one without my wife knowing? <laughs> that's not a question. That's just a funny, that's a funny comment there. No, that is a to. question. He should get into I modding, surely. Um, I imagine there are there are all these groups on the internet who will do stuff like that for you. You can get an Xbox One that's made out of Lego and that sort of thing. You just I need to find say, someone to pay for it. Yeah, if you find an old enough DVD player, the PS4 is not that large. You could fit it in. You could just slot that in. Actually, you could put it in front. Of, you could put it inside a video recorder. Um, and then just have the flap open, and then you just post your disc in through the flap, and then you'd be sorted. I should start recording Coronation Street then, aren't <laughs> Or the other option is wait until the white one comes out with Destiny, and then buy a white cabinet from Ikea and a really bright spotlight, put the two in together, and you wouldn't notice the consoles there. It would just blend away like a stealth bomber. I can recommend the LAC table from Ikea. They're white and black, and very sturdy. I built one the other day. Good. Did you do any baking while you were at it? No. Oh, okay. What are you going on about now? I thought we could inject, now we've done a bit of carpentry, flat pack. We could do, do a bit of science. baking and some science. I'm sure I spoke about my lack back. table last week on the show. I might have made that up. Yeah, you did. We all <laughs> thought it was great. It was, did, you use, <laughs> did you use a screwdriver to make it up or just that? We all thought this is the hammer. week to submit ourselves for <laughs> just a hammer. The week Sheepdog talks about his bloody <laughs> Ikea table. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question um, is from David Clark. Your views on the Tomb Raider Xbox exclusivity deal, which I don't think we've mentioned. Um, should Microsoft be focusing on investing in new IP and development teams rather than paying for existing franchises, which would come to Xbox regardless of the deal? No. I think that's a loaded question as well, David Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I approve of your tone. I put it to you, David Clark, that you've already made up your mind, yeah. and whatever we say won't change it. Yeah. They did both. They are doing both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got lots of multi-format games. They've got lots of games being developed in-house, and every now and again, they throw a bit of cash around for something to show off with. As long as it doesn't touch the connect, they're all right, really, with their money, aren't they? Deep pockets. Yeah. I think connect. ultimately, if you are a, an Xbox One owner, you want Microsoft to be doing everything it can to give you the best possible experience, and that's what they've done with this. They've wanted to give you something to say, 
well done for having an Xbox One. You can play Tomb Raider a year earlier. That's that's basically what they're doing. If you don't own an Xbox One, then they're basically saying, well, sucks yeah, to be. And people are acting as if this is the first time it's ever happened. But Bioshock and Mass Effect are two massive examples from the last generation when Xbox did exactly this. Yeah. Knowing this yeah. generation so Skyrim far, as well. You'll just get Tomb Raider when it's fixed. Yes, four people. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know if you take Skyrim as the example. That never did work on the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean, it'll get delayed or whatever, and then it'll be broken, and then it'll come out. Nah. No, Tomb Raider game. The last Tomb Raider game was spot on. It wasn't broken. Let's not, let's not put Tomb Raider down. We can't compare I'm not it putting it down. I'm didn't just we talking all about play that on the PlayStation, though? I didn't. I played it on the Xbox. I played it on the Xbox, I think. I played it on PC, but that's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) We all play it. No, none of us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to say Tomb Raider was bad. I'm just saying this gen, everything's a bit pushed back and broken. I'm just... But, yeah. I have have every faith in Crystal Dynamics to put out a really, 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 really... I'm sure it'll be grand. Yes. Those you have to wait will want it more. I was just worried that, because now, obviously, we are pretty substantial podcast and i dare say people from crystal dynamics might be listening and i don't want them sitting there thinking that we hate their games and then mm. getting a bit sad and thinking right we're not going to bring it out at all and we'll cancel it and bring out a new we did have that happen game. with bloody half-life 3 and shenmue 3 you have kev's comments on both of them yeah. the world found out what he'd done i don't want any name with any games with that number in the title i can't say it I will block any and all opportunities for people to bring out a game with the number three in the title. Wait till Anna finds out what I did to Fallout 4. His <laughs> emails to three, dog. More importantly, Bouncy, we're going to play a little game called Guess This Noise. Okay. I'm banging two things together. What are they? I've no idea. I'm banging together two pound coins. Do you know the significance of why I might be banging two pound coins together? Would it be that... Two pound coins, you can get something for a massive bargain price currently. Pretty much, yeah. The point, the the the, the theory behind the two pound coins is you'd have to waste two whole pound coins on Best Thing From Volume Three if you wait until Monday to buy it. Whereas if you bought it right now while you're listening to this over the weekend, you'd get twenty three pence back on just one of these pound coins. You're like in a bit of foresight there, a little bit. I get I get the logic of saying save yourself one pound twenty three, but calling it a waste of two pounds. It is a waste of two pounds. it on Monday. Don't buy instead, it on Monday. Instead, buy it's just it a waste it's of worth, seven, yeah. seven times that. Seventy seven p. It's a bargain. Don't spend two quid on it. Buy it now for seventy seven p. That's what I'd do. I want the clever folk to buy it for seventy seven p. But I don't mind if the the slow coaches wait. Shall I buy it for seventy seven p. Right now? Yes, please. Buy I'll copies. buy it right now while you talk. Um, yeah. It's done. It's that quick. Best thing from Volume 3. Best thing from Volume 3. Um, his name's listed first on it again, which I'm not happy about. I'm liking it. Mm, They seem to have gone down an alphabetical route, so I'm going to put an A in my name. My mum messaged that out. Is that your son? And I thought, no, we just have the same surname. And, you know, my mum's posting it. And uh, I've been alive for nearly 30 years. Anyone who knows my mum must know me. You're getting very dangerous to getting towards one of the banned words from this week's show in a minute, talking about your name. So stop right there, young man. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so, yeah, make sure you get on that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at MGUK Podcast. You can follow me at Lelujo. And I'm at RB6K. Anna's at Miss Lelujo, but has gone to bed because you two talk too much. I'm at Bounceable and H after the second B. 
And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash maturegamerpodcast or email the show steve at maturegamerpodcast.com. Buy Best Friend Fun Volume 3. It's awesome. Really good. Worth £11. You but you can't, you can't buy it from the iOS Amazon app. You have to go through a browser. You could have just bought it on iTunes. iTunes if you wanted to do it on iOS. It's, I, we probably should have mentioned that. It's available on everything now. iTunes, Kobo, um, Smashwords. You can't well, get like, it on Nook yet because Nook's stupid. But everything else is available I have, now. I use the Kindle app, you see. Uh, I have a Kindle as well. So I would just apply through there. Good plan. But yeah. If you aren't sure you want to try it, get Volume 1 for free. And then Volume 2 and Volume 3 as well. Yeah, if you like Volume 1. If you don't like Volume 1, right don't, now, don't get 2 and this 3. This weekend, you can buy all three books for less than three quid. It's less than a pound a book. It's ridiculous value. And that's, what, 180,000 words? 185,000 words. We've stuck an extra 5,000 words in this one out of the generosity of our little hearts. So you're looking at nearly 200,000 words. Nearly a million words <laughs> for nothing. Nearly a at fifth all. of a million. Nearly two million words for next to no money. A tenth of two million. That's a lot of words. A hundred million words. words. I, my maths is gone. It's too late. It's one o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. On a Friday now. Yeah, which means buy the book. Mm. See you next week, boys and girls. Have a good week. 200,000 words. Bye. Nearly a million words. <laughs>